What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. You are listening to Adventures in Videoland number 175. Tonight's episode will be titled, Gods and Monsters. Anaxanamon. You really want to know? Then get me the hell out of here! I've come to suck your blood. Tonight's episode will be about the upcoming Universal Monster Universe. Say that ten times fast. (laughs) We will also talk movie news, some trailer talk, and we will conclude with what we've been watching this week. And while the boys are broadcasting from the Dragon's Lair, which we are, sometimes things get a little rough. Nasty. Yeah, exactly, because we're critics with attitudes. So sometimes you might want to put the kids to bed. All right, so just so you're aware. The other thing, too, is we're spoilers all the time, all day, every day. So uh, if, you, if, if you have sensitive ears, this might not be the podcast for you. Hit Bef- me with it, Brad. Before we break down the Mummy trailer... Are you guys excited for a universal monster universe? Well, it worked in Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> it worked in Monster Squad. Yeah. Why couldn't it work here? So you pumped? I mean, kind of. Is anybody excited for a universal monster <laughs> universe? Or is this just coming out of nowhere? Uh, that one. Uh, in short, no. Yeah? Can they compete <laughs> with Marvel, I don't DC, think they need to Star Wars? Marvel, yeah? To be honest with you. I don't, I don't think... It, they're they're equating it to that because it's it's what's successful right now that they can talk about that they can compare it to, but I don't think that it's even approachable in that way. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still trying to put my wrap my head around it and understand exactly what it is they're trying to do. Yeah, and I think we're gonna get into that uh, quite a bit tonight. Uh, tonight I want to talk about the tone that this universe needs to conquer, um, the actors they need to bring in, um, universe building scale. And the elephant in the room, the female mummy. Okay? So I want to talk about a bunch of stuff tonight. Um, you know, in Hollywood, do you have a horse in the race if, you're, if you don't have a cinematic universe? That's like, that's like the thing you need now, it seems like. Everyone's doing it. I mean, there's even rumor of the Hasbro, you know, um, cinematic universe coming up. Um, everyone's doing it. It's the new fad, you know, so... It's a model for success. It is. It is a model for success. And if you're not making a billion dollars... I mean, you look at Amazing Spider-Man, you know, um, one and then two, um, each one of them kept on dropping. You know, uh, it, I think it was like $700 million for the first one. I think it was like five fifty, And they're like, well, fuck, we're not making a billion dollars. It's like, if you're not making a billion dollars... It's not worth our time. It's not... Yeah, that's how they look at it, man. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this is a model for success. Um, I, I just hope that they're doing it with love and that we get something special out of this and they're not just throwing it together. So, I don't know. Do you think they can conquer this? I mean, what do they... What do they hope to accomplish with this? I mean, do they want them all fighting each other? Do they want them right. all just coexisting in the same world? What, I mean, I, I would hate... I don't want them to try to, like, Guardians of the Galaxy or Suicide Squad it, where it's like, these are all these bad guys, but they're going to do good stuff for <laughs> yeah, us. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's just, you know, we're the bad guys. We're the bad guys. I mean, that'd be terrible. <laughs> could, could you imagine that? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It, when I talk about Christ. this tonight, too... <laughs> <laughs> When talking about this tonight, I'm going to make a lot of references to Marvel, uh-huh. okay, to DC. Well, uh, they've, I, they've asked you to do that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's how they're publicly referencing. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with Alex Kurtzman at all? 
Not off the top. Of my so he's head. he's he's a writer. So okay. this is like I, I believe maybe his second directional you know gig. Okay, mm-hmm. like he did a, I think an indie film. But he's done, he's been around for a while. I mean he's done um, he's written a little bit for Star Trek, uh, Watchmen. The name sounds yeah. Familiar. He's been around for a while. Uh, Mission Impossible. You mm-hmm. know, and I think we'll get into some Mission Impossible stuff. You know that came out of this Mummy trailer. Just maybe little hints. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're, we'll you. talk about that. But um, Alex, wasn't even afraid for him. Yeah, that shit before. <laughs> And Alex Kurtzman came out and said um, something about universe building. I want to bring up and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I went all over the internet. Since this trailer released for The Mummy, Alex Kurtzman uh, Kurtzman has done interviews all over the place, you can imagine, right? Uh, Trying to uh, prep up this this universe. Um, He was talking about universe building and he said, I believe strongly that the only way you can build a universe is to not start trying to just build a universe. That if you want to get there, the only way you're going to get there is if the audience allows you to get there. Meaning, you have to do great individual films first. The audience has to fall in love with those movies first and those characters first. If they do, and you develop an organic story, a reason to start bringing them together, great. But you can't start with, let's just mash everybody together. The thing people forget is that the Universal Monsters were the first mashup. They were the first universe built. It started with, I think, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And that was the first time that they put them together. And then from there, they started cross-pollinating all the monsters. But that was only because Frankenstein had succeeded so many times as a film and had spawned its own sequels. And Wolfman had done the same. That Universal was at a, at a point where they said, God, we don't know what to do with these characters anymore. Why don't we just put them together? And then new stories emerged. So I can tell you how much I believe that in order for you to enjoy The Mummy... You have to have a satisfying mummy experience. If we are then in that context able to set up a larger world, great. But the setup of the larger world and whatever characters Tom, Tom Cruise, may meet over the course of the mummy movie have to be a part of the mummy movie. It cannot take you out of that. I like what he's saying here, you know? He's talking about that universe building. I do, but a lot of what he's saying there is reworded evidence of what marvel's already done yeah i mean it, it, they're really that to me felt like he was trying to explain everything marvel's learned about how to build a movie universe without saying we're taking our cues from marvel in fact i mean it comic book movies in general <clears throat> when you hear him talk about uh putting them all together too fast or too many uh, i mean batman learned that lesson the hard way every time they added more villains and it became too crowded mm-hmm. and you weren't able to care about you know the villainy that was taking place or the story that was associated with them um, you saw that degradation until they got back yeah. to where there was a single villain and there was focus there and they, they had room for character development i mean that's that's kind of 101 for making any movie good I yeah think. i think it's I, i'm glad though that he's he's coming out and saying that though you know it, i think it takes a little that bit they're of, valuing it yeah, exactly yeah, they're, that they're valuing it yeah in the front yeah that they realize that you have to care about this mummy movie first you know and they're not just going to mesh them up together because by the trailer you know from this point we'll just blow up this whole trailer and start talking about it because from the trailer he says like you don't know how many you don't know how many monsters that tom cruise is going to meet in this movie there's that well, scene in we the know trailer. that Russell Crowe's playing Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly. Yeah, and you see him already in the trailer walking around and everything. So, cool. Yeah. So, what's what's <laughs> you know, what's he going to bring to the table? And I've heard a lot of people start saying that Russell Crowe is going to be, um, if you would, like the Nick Fury 
of this universe. Um, he's the one who's going to start bringing everything kind of together. He's mm-hmm. he's doing the science behind everything. He's he's the one that uh, has the answers probably to some some um, of these these events that are going on. Wouldn't that be Van Helsing though? You would think. You would think. Wouldn't yeah. that make more sense? Wouldn't you think? <clears throat> The other thing that kind of confuses me, too, is am I supposed to care about Tom Cruise or am I supposed to care about the mummy? Yeah. Like, who is barely in it? I mean, it's trailer number one. Yeah, exactly. I I was going to say that, like, I'm I'm taking the old, uh, um, you know, we get in, I'm taking the old mummy, the 1999 one, like, we got backstory on him before, like, yeah, before we even got backstory on Brendan Fraser's character, you know what I mean? And then we, we actually could see both sides of the, of the coin on, in, uh, in that film. And I'm curious to see, is she just going to be this menace and everything? Or is there going to be some, some heart behind it or anything like that? Exactly. And it's disappointing that the first half of that trailer was explosions and a plane crash. Such an odd, like, because that scene... In the movie, in context of the movie, could you know be he, You know he and actually fell even... out of that plane, right? In that, in, did he? Yeah, in <laughs> no, but I mean, just like... <laughs> <laughs> you had me. Oh, I they're just... In, they're in the plane with the sarcophagus yeah. that they barely hover over. <laughs> uh-huh. While um, they, obviously, they run into a plague, you know, mm-hmm. in the air. So there's some connection to a, a mummy curse, or, uh-huh. you know, <clears throat> ancient Egypt in that way. Those bats? It's so disconnected. It's already disconnected. Uh-huh. In the fr- it's the first trailer. I'm again. hoping it's just a bad trailer. That's what I'm hoping Were for. Were they bats? I don't I, know. I would have I attributed it to uh, locusts or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again. Stuff. I've only watched that trailer one time. And I'm, I'm saying that only because of the plagues of Egypt. Uh, it made sense in context. That that's where I, I my assessment went. But, yeah, first half of the trailer is... Not mummy material. Yeah. As it progresses, more explosions, guys pointing <laughs> guns at the sky, very Some little sand. to do. A little yeah. bit of sand. Yeah, got a, a girl wrapped up walking around. Yeah, and yeah. she's got four pupils. How many seconds <laughs> of Tom Cruise screaming, bloody hell? What was that? Yeah. It was bad. It and was I'm, a terrible scream. And I'm here to say, I'm a Tom Cruise fan, okay? I think he's one of the last... Hollywood stars, if you would. You know, there's only a few of those left. And I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. Um, but, man, that scream, <laughs> that was bad, man. It was horrible. The screams. Yeah, the screams. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, several but what very a, terrible. What a long chunk of this trailer for a plane crash. You know, and I, I wish they would have left it. Um, I wish they would have given us that detail that he dies. And he comes back if that's what's going on there. Which yeah. If that's what's if going that's on. what's going on. I was on curious there. about that too. When he it was said all that. a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was not thrilled by this trailer, and I wanted to be. I'm hoping that it's a bad trailer. I'm going to get into some of these other things that Alex Kurtzman has to say about his own movie here, and this could be him just doing press, you know. But I like what he's saying. It makes sense to what he's saying. So I'm hoping it's a bad trailer. And I hope, because you're a big Mummy fan. And if I, I remember right, Josh, you're a big Mummy fan too, aren't you? I am. I I mean, I, I grew up watching that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's pure fun. You can't get around it. I've said this before. As an adult, I can look back at that, at, you know, seeing the, the changes that we've gone through in, in cinema. Steven Summers used a shitload of CGI. And it bothers That's me what a hurts bit it for now. Me. But does not stop you just me have from fun. having fun with that movie. To the day I die, I will have fun with that movie. I wanted to watch it again this week, and I wanted to watch Dracula Untold just to get into the rhythm, you know, of the uh, the '90s, and then or when was that '99? What for, 99 for Mummy? Mummy. Yeah, and then just a few years ago for Dracula Untold, which I've never watched. And I, I I wanted to confirm I had heard from the director of the Mummy 
this new one that the Dracula Untold is not part. Yeah, exactly. Which is super sad. And we've been talking about that for a while. That's why I wanted to watch it this week because they just announced that, what, just a few days ago. Right, right. Yeah, and I rented in. Since you didn't watch it, I'm just going to spoil what happens. Okay. So at the end, his wife ends up getting killed and everything and he ends up getting his revenge and everything and then he decides that he's going to be Dracula, basically, because the whole thing is like he's got uh, 48 hours before he could get rid of the curse. Or whatever. Anyway, his family ends up getting killed and everything, and he ends up avenging them. And then all of a sudden, it's just like flash, fast forward to now. Uh-huh. And then now he's like a multi-billionaire and everything, and that like he's continued his empire and everything. And you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And he's in like modern day, and then he meets his wife again, basically like reincarnated. And then it just ends. Who was that actor too? Was uh, that Luke Evans? Was that Luke Evans? Yeah. Okay. Do you think Who, that I think that you could build a franchise around him? Yeah. Personally, like I think that he's a strong enough actor that uh, he could do it. But uh, taking him out of the equation, I think that's kind of a bummer because is there a Dracula movie even up for this cinematic universe? Yeah, now? and I'm going to get into the dates here um, a little bit Definitely later, break them all out. Be, yeah, yeah. It, it's not until the end, though. It's like towards the uh, the, the the last of the universe, uh, I guess you would call phase I, one. I see. <laughs> you know, that's not surprising, though, because uh-huh. he's kind of the pinnacle of the universal monsters, you know. I kind of see him uh, as the like the Iron Man or the Captain America. The one that would lead As him. we see this story, whatever it may be, come mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dracula's going to be a big part of it. He would, have, he would about have to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's the ultimate supernatural being. I know? would think that they'd even all have to fight him or something, maybe at one point, that he could fight all of them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Trinity, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Do you like that this Mummy trailer is um, setting, set in modern time? You know, I thought that that was... And I hate to keep going back to the 1999 one, but I thought that that was some charm that it was, you know, set in the... Because in the you don't get too many adventures movies like that. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, like, that's almost Indiana Jones time. Uh-huh. Like, it's legit. Like, so, because... It, it, go ahead. This is, this is a random non-movie connection um, I'm going to throw out there, though. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played a game called Eternal Darkness on the GameCube, but it follows a, a story that jumps around time periods, and I see no reason why the monster universe mm-hmm. couldn't do that. Oh, okay. As we're, you know, um, as we're, we're talking about immortal beings here, mm-hmm. so something taking place in the past, something taking place in the future, and connecting them should be as easy as opening a book, yeah. you know, and, and learning something. That, to me, seems like the best way to connect it, but the fact that we're already in modern times doesn't necessarily say that they can't do that in later movies, yeah. mm-hmm. but I really hope that that is something that they do, because... I mean, I, just, I love that stuff. Yeah, I, so I do like I. like the, the time traversal without time traversal thing. And it's a great way to bring everybody together, too. If you have movies that take place in different time periods, and then we do end up in the future, or in the present, rather, mm-hmm. uh, where it all gets uncovered at once, you've already got all these backstories. And yeah. that's what Marvel did with Phase 1. You know, they did their individual movies before they did the Come Together movie, and it worked well. Um, obviously, they've had great success with it, so hopefully... That's a, a direction that they would be interested in taking. Yeah. You know, in Mummy, um, just as an exercise, do you think that the Mummy would look good in black and white? The 1999 Mummy. Yes. The reason I say yes, that, I did you watch the Raiders, yeah. of the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that? I posted on, on mm-hmm. yeah, it. Yeah, beautiful, right? I, I, Especially uh, with some of that, because with Mummy I, 99... Um, I'm going to tell you most things look better in yeah, black and white. Yeah, exactly. They do. I um, actually took a scene from The Mummy 
and a scene from Raiders and made them like I put them both in black and white and spliced them together oh. to make it look like it was all the same. Like that the the mummy people were coming into the uh, Well of Souls. Okay. And Indy like looks up and the lights all like that's cool. Yeah, I mean it works. <laughs> yeah, well, the that, like you hit it right on the nose too, Josh. Where like you look at Fury Road. Fury Road looks amazing in black and white. You look at The Mist. Okay, that looks great in black and white, but what sets Indiana Jones and what I was thinking about the mummy is the both those are set in 1930s, mm-hmm. which would be black and white, you know, if you if it was made in 1930. So there's just a charm that Raiders has in black and white. I was wondering what that would look like uh, for the mummy, especially with some of the problems I have with the mummy are the bad special effects. I'm wondering if that would help um, blur that a little bit, yeah, you know, take the edge balance off. It. Yeah, take the edge off. Yeah, um, I want to bring up something about tone um, from Alex Kurtzman. He says a lot of stuff that I can get behind, a lot of things that I like to hear. And again, I think we're all on board that this was not a very good trailer for The Mummy with Tom Cruise, right? It's garbage. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm you hoping... only get a little bit of Egypt in it right yeah. at the end, yeah. And a long-ass plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just supposed to give you the... Because you remember in... Uh, I think Tom Cruise just likes to show him himself doing insane things. Because uh, you remember when... And I was going to comment on that earlier. Yeah, in How Mission Impossible, this? where he's hanging on in a bay. We got that long shot in the trailer uh, where it's taken off and everything because he just wants to show, hey, I fucking did this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom Cruise is a movie megastar, yeah. right? So I ask you, you, you say that uh, Dracula Untold is a worthy beginning to this. I thought it was. Yeah. How much of that not happening do you think is directly tied to Tom Cruise being the flagship establishment of this franchise? Because Tom I, Cruise is going to be Robert Downey Jr. He's going to be Iron Man yeah, of this. Of all of them. Yeah, can you get behind that? Do you think he has what it takes? But there's nothing. No. (laughs) But there's nothing supernatural about him. Why? Why is that cool? Uh Like he may become the mummy, though. Do you think? Yeah, I got that. Sounds scary. (laughs) That sounds horrible. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) He sits up on the bed. Uh, Obviously, the crane or the plane went down. Um, She may be a passing, you know, thing thing in this enchantress. The the oh. Yeah, the, the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was her name? Uh, they mentioned in the trailer. Okay, yeah. I, I don't, don't know. even know. It's a Syrian mummy, which I thought was strange too. It's not an Egyptian one either. So yeah, and mm. you know, with Tom Cruise, like, he doesn't do anything half-assed. I actually have no. Yeah, uh, that from... plane fell from the sky, and he was <laughs> in it. Like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> he just curled up in a ball and lived. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's what, this is what the director said about Tom Cruise. He said, I don't know how many of you have talked to him or have ever met him, but he never does anything halfway. So if he's in, it's a thousand percent in. He's the most intense, okay? And he's uh, the most intense way possible. He's in. And that was uh, what was required for us to get where we need to go in this movie. All right? And I believe that 100%. You look at Mission Impossible in the whole franchise there. I mean, he's climbing uh, the Dubai, you know, yeah. he's he's hanging out of airplanes. But being all in, uh-huh. being intense, being willing to go the distance does not always equate to exactly. a good movie, uh-huh. i.e. Mission Impossible 2. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the only problem with that movie. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But that, that just further... Uh, yeah. Dubs, man. Yeah, I, I mean, Dubs. Yeah. Do you think, though, they can anchor this franchise around him? Does he have that Robert Downey Jr. spark like he brought to Iron Man? Do you think that they he can could. build a franchise, a un- not even a franchise... A universe. It's gonna be tough. See, and that's what stinks, cause like, you know, when you look at Robert Downey Jr., I see Iron Man a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, who's Tom Cruise gonna be? 
Uh-huh. You know, what, you know what I mean. Like that's the whole thing that I'm gonna have trouble not seeing Tom Cruise. The short Just answer being is being a guy. You cannot build a franchise around anything that has a shit story. So they got to nail that first. I don't care yeah. who's acting in it. It's got to be good. It's got to be. You had made a comment about having character to connect to. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely important mm-hmm. for the, for the mummy for Tom Cruise's character. You know, he can be all in and be willing to do. Any yeah. and everything that he thinks Light is necessary dick on fire and walk to make it holes. an enjoyable yeah. film. But <laughs> if it's not a relatable film, yeah. we're not going to give a shit. And that doesn't bode well for a franchise if they can't nail that down. Yeah. And talking about tone, uh, the director said, tone is where the ball game is. Um, that's where it's won or lost. You look at the, all the world-building universes these days, from Marvel to DC, anything. And each one has its very specific tone. I think our tone... Um, is a very specific tone. We have to go modern day with the mummy, and we have to make it feel grounded. Um, he talks about uh, practical effects, okay, over the you know computer generated effects, which it looks you know there's some there's some CGI for sure in this trailer. Right. I'm hoping I'm hoping that <laughs> you mean that was real. She did that. I'm hoping <laughs> he has a love for practical effects by what it sounds like. Here he says, like if a monster came into our world as opposed to uh, this fake world on screen. That would be an achievement if we could get there. So he's talking about modern day, grounded, practical effects. I, I, I like again. I like what this guy is saying. I hope that it gels well in his movie because from what he's talking about, Tom Cruise being 100 in the tone of the movie, using practical effects, modern day for this one, but not meaning modern day for all of them. So we could get a Van Helsing or we could get a Dracula movie set in you know whenever you want. It doesn't have to be modern day. I'm all cool with with the Mummy being modern day. And if they nail it, I'm all on board with a mummy slash, because you've heard a lot of people, you just type in mummy, and I guarantee in the first paragraph you're going to see something that it goes back to Mission Impossible, you know? I'm all bored a Mission Impossible, you know, um, crazy action mummy movie. You know, that's something we haven't seen, because I think Mummy 1999 was more adventurous, right? Yeah. I hope we get that adventure, because that's part of the mummy, but I'm all cool with a, an action-filled mummy movie. That could be entertaining. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Big shoes to fill. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Um, and it's hard to judge based upon this trailer because they honestly didn't give a shit to work with. That no. plane crash takes up most of it. But <clears throat> you look back at '99's Mummy, and you see the world changing mm-hmm. when he comes into it. <clears throat> you know, as the more he gets, uh, the, the more he, putting the himself back together. Gets, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As he's uh, claiming the souls of the people who opened the chest, <clears throat> you see the sky darken. Uh, the the you know the eclipse and the waters turn to blood and all that stuff. That's that's pretty powerful stuff for the environment. And I look at this trailer and all I see is a bunch of fucking people shooting guns into the sky. <laughs> and I feel like I'm watching a couple clips from you know Transformers, Michael Bay movie. It just the setup seems all wrong to generate anything that to me I wanted kind of horror elements to it. Yeah, I wanted them to get back a little bit to the roots of what a you know a universal monster movie should be it was supposed to be a, a horror it's supposed to be a grim and dark and and i think that uh, 99's mummy set the stage on kind of what the expectation was going to be for this also you're building a universe uh-huh. it's got to be it's got to have its flick. it's got to be unique and have its own feel which like um i mean a lot of this seemed pretty generic don't you think i mean you're comparing it to a to a mission impossible movie I mean, it looks yeah. a lot like other stuff. That's wonder, easy to do with Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's but. true. Yeah, and I wonder if he's running on a plane. Like, <laughs> yep. 
where there's he's on the side. Exactly. He's just inside it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, and, and I hope that they get the scale right. Um, I have a quote here from the squ- from the scale of this movie, and I hope that they can conquer the scale because you look at um, could they have gone black and white 1930 or or movies like I Frankenstein and um, what was that one that just came out recently with um, John McAvoy. Oh, James McAvoy? It was, James, just yeah, James Do- McAvoy. it was just called Victor Frankenstein. Victor yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. All these movies fell at the box office. Uh, Dracula Untold, I don't think, did very well no, either. It didn't do very well. Uh, you think that they're trying to go modern day slash Mission Impossible to get asses in the do. seats? Because that does suck. Because you, like, you just said, like I want to get back to that Universal. I would love to see them just start making good fucking movies set in that time period. You know, like say 1930, 1940, mm-hmm. something like that. I think that would be fantastic. Well, fuck, when was Dracula and Mummy? Uh, when's that time frame? 99's Mummy was firing on all cylinders. You, you get to this ancient city that you can only find at a certain point in time, you know, uh. of the day. Uh, you get in there and they set the mummy loose and they're walking around inside of a pyramid uh-huh. with the mummy on the loose and they're trying to get away from him. And, you know, there's there's that element is there. This movie... We're starting, it's already been exhumed, it's being raised into a helicopter, and we're out in the world. Yeah. So they, it's very evident to me that they want an action flick. They don't want the confined spaces, they don't want dark shadows, and is it around the next corner? None of that stuff's present. So um, for me, a lot of what I wanted out of the potential Mummy movie is already gone. Uh-huh. And it that root stuff uh, from the originals was it, and they have not embraced that. Well, what do you guys think about a female mummy, if that's exactly what we're getting? I think that it's got, I mean, it, it has its possibilities. Uh, again, what um, what was cool about 99's mummy is that he had purpose. He was actually trying to accomplish something. He wasn't trying to bring about the world, mm-hmm. into the world. It's just the more he's regenerating himself, the more, uh, uh, I mean, he's just trying to get his lady back. So, and that's kind of cool. If they build some sort of cool backstory for her, connect her to some of the other monster movies, if Russell Crowe has some sort of crazy backstory with her somehow, some way, uh-huh. that would be pretty sick. And from that quote earlier, they said they're not just mashing these things together. Everyone's mm-hmm. here in this movie for because a reason, reason. Yeah. you know? And we've seen that before in Marvel, too. They yeah. put stuff in there for a reason, and it ends up being completely out of place. Yeah. <laughs> that does not mean that it, that's going to be a good thing exactly. for us either. Yeah. Um, with the female mummy, I asked my wife, you know, I was like, I don't want to be an asshole. I don't want to be this, you know, this guy's like, oh, you can't have a female mummy, right? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I get it. I don't want a female mummy. And that's yeah. from my wife, you know? Um, you look it at does Arnold. not bother me at all. Okay. I was going to say, it doesn't well, bother here, me either. This, you could bring like a, you could... Uh, you have Boris Karloff. You have Arnold Vosloh, right? And I like Arnold Vosloh. Like I'm not a big Mummy fan like you guys, but when I think Mummy, I, I you know I think he's he's up. He's got that look. You know, mm-hmm. Arnold Vosloh has that look for a Mummy. Um, I wasn't impressed. I got Enchantress from this trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you know uh, from Suicide Squad. Have you seen that, Josh? I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Enchantress wins for sucking. <laughs> this one's not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping not. But the director even wanted a male mummy. Oh, really? Yeah. So listen How to this. Did that happened. I saw the end of day, uh, the end of Days of Future Past, and they had the character that Oscar Isaac wound up playing as a boy, and it was I kid you not, the exact same design, and I was like, oh man, that is not good. I saw that post-credit scene. I went, 
we have to start over, cast a female mummy. They did not want to connect themselves and, and make it seem like they were ripping off a current franchise. And this was before the lukewarm, you know, um, reviews came in for Days of Future Past. Okay, so this is just them seeing this, seeing where uh, a big comic book movie. When they were going to make their kid, they were going to... Uh, yeah. For Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? Their their mummy was gonna be blue and have red eyes I and guess. bald. It, it was like be, what? I don't. It was gonna be. Very you saw similar. it for ten seconds. It was gonna be very similar. So they went back to formula. <laughs> okay. They went back. Well, to I said they dodged one. a bullet there because Oscar Isaac, <clears throat> though he didn't fail performance wise, uh-huh. <laughs> did not look very good in that movie. So <laughs> yeah. they dodged a bullet there. Yeah. So I'm just like, man. Um, I'm, I'm never against, you know, hey, like, if, if you can bring a female presence in and they're going to be better for the movie, I say, fuck yeah, I support that 100%, okay? But it has to be about the role first, you know? And if you're just going to be uh, PC and you're doing like, well, we just yeah. doing it to do it because it's the new cool thing to do, it's like, does she work first? Well, I hope that, she works. That's that's disappointing from another level as well. If, if, if they think that the only way to become different is then to switch gender. Yeah. It means they don't have a very thriving design team. Uh-huh. Because if he's... If, if the way he looked there... I mean, what are you going to... You're going to say, I can't make him look like this because he looks Egyptian? Uh-huh. That, I mean, that... Come on. That that can't be the only justification for why they switched to a female mummy. Yeah. Uh, and and if, if it is, again, their design team's got that, that terrible, design, yeah, exactly. And I have no hope for <laughs> for anything for the whole fucking you know? franchise. Have you ever thought about making it a woman? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> have you watched? That's the only past? way we can exactly. make this feel different. Yeah. They they got us exactly. <laughs> they beat us, son of a bitch. <laughs> sons of I hate bitches. you, st- singer. <laughs> but I like what he says about tone. Um, Alex Kurtzman, he goes back. He says tone is uh, not. I'm sorry, scale. He goes. I think um, it's one of the most essential questions. I think for me as an audience member. I start to get to, oh my God, the world is ending again. And how many times have we been in the theater and we're like, God damn it, not Transformers 3, 4, 5, Age of Ultron, you know? Like, I did you watch Doctor Strange this year? I have not okay. seen Doctor Strange. Um, we'll, we'll keep away from spoilers for you, okay, for Doctor Strange. But there's an ending that it's not just world-ending events. There's something cool that we've kind of... Uh, not really seen. We've before. kind of married it to Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where at the end, you know, he does that dance. It's a mm-hmm. dance off. He, you know, like it's something in that vein. It's something in that vein where it's not just buildings coming down and fucking everything's exploding. Giant beam up in the sky yeah. and everything's just, you know, just, just trash compactor around it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he says, yeah. as a director here, he's like the scale. I don't want this world leveling extinction event. Which I don't know if I should believe him or not because you watch the trailer. There's a lot of smoke coming off. It looks like a fucking bunch of buildings are coming down with a sand force push or something, you know? But he goes, I don't like those kind of movies, these world ending events. So he goes, and now, you know, cities are being blown up. He goes, it's a tricky thing. You can only do that, I think, to a degree. Once you start doing it over and over and over again, it loses its meaning and its power and its potency. You know, so he gets that not everybody wants to go to a movie five, six times a year and see, you know, that extinction level event. So I hope that he has something in his back pocket for this movie that's not just that. What Mm -hmm. you expect the third act to be for this mummy movie that we can all kind of picture in our head from the trailer that we saw. So again, everything that I've read from Alex Kurtzman from Tone to Tom Cruise being 100% in to to scale um, to universe building. It sounds like they're approaching everything right. 
Time will tell. Right. Where's my boy I Brendan? I hope it's just a bad trailer. Where's my boy Brendan? We'll jump on the tone discussion. There is actually a stark tone change in the trailer. But then it goes back. And that's when Tom Cruise's horrible screams are taking place. And then it transitions <laughs> to the morgue where he sits up. If it, That's kind of creepy. If it, it is. Yeah. And, and that was like the only really effective part of the trailer for me. If it starts big, I would love this movie to start big like that. And have the, uh, the sarcophagus exhumed. She gets her powers. And the world fucking ends. And then the latter half of the movie is a different movie, a smaller movie where it's more personal and intimate and we find out what's going on with mm-hmm. these characters. Kind of like uh, 28 Days Later or whatever. Yeah, I would love to see that mm-hmm. bang and then have the the story take place afterwards. You know, just give us that cataclysmic event, get it the fuck out of the way, uh-huh. and basically give us the sequel, uh, you know, in the original movie as part of the origin story. I think that would be a nice touch. But I, I'm getting from the trailer that that's not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is going to be everything that he just said that he's working against. And how powerful is this bitch? That's the other thing. Yeah. That like, Ooh, we don't yeah, know. We can well, see her. Yeah, I was going to say that like she seems to be quite powerful, though. The, um, and I mean, what, She can see like, this way. Yeah, and exactly. Way. She can see you from all directions. Um, but uh, that's interesting, too, because if she's that powerful, then how powerful is Dracula going to have to be? How powerful yeah, is the wolf exactly. going to have to yeah, be? The like, escalation yeah. On it. Yeah. yeah. So, man, they got they have a, a lot of work to do to make this gel. Um, and, and this trailer here, again, this they spent so much time with that, that goddamn plane crash that Russell Crowe... You can honestly. This you miss so well in this, Suicide This squad. trailer is what two minutes long. It's it's at least two two thirty probably yeah. right, and you have no idea. There's probably people that watch that that don't even know Russell Crowe is Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll save save some for trailer two. Yeah, but, but they. I mean, like he's he's a big star, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. And if you blink, he's Superman's dad. He's you the blink, only one with a voice in the trailer. Yeah. So you blink though, and you miss him. Yeah. You know, they gave him absolutely nothing to do. I'd, I'd like to at least know, like, from the trailer, like, okay, you can expect this from Russell Crowe. Like, what's his character, at least? It's like, I just remember that one scene where he's standing in a he's suit. just walking. Just walking. Yeah. You know? Um, and then Tom Cruise, man, is it just me, or does this guy sell his soul to the devil? Because he does not age, does he? No. Not like the rest he's, of the I think he's 50. I think he's at least 50. Well, see 55. That, Will you look him up? Someone look saying. him up real quick. I think he's 55. That goes back to what you were saying, though. Uh, Tom Cruise is—he's very passionate about the projects he works on, and they don't always hit. Uh-huh. He's had a couple misses, but he's very passionate about it. And with that comes taking care of himself and conditioning. Body's and, his temple. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you're absolutely right, and that's the way that Tom Cruise approaches all of his roles. I don't think that that's necessarily a 100% recipe for success, uh-huh. but he does a good job of. I mean, he puts his heart into it. And you know sure. what? I'm the first one in Videoland, man, to to want to give older actors something to do. I love seeing older actors on screen. It's it's one of my favorite things, man. Like, keep Michael Parks busy. Tom Cruise is on a mission to not become an old actor. Yeah, but... He's like 54. When Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so, see? Yeah, 54. He's 54, and I'm taller than him. When Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> When Robert Downey Jr. started as Iron Not Man... Not when he wears those platforms. No. <laughs> when Robert Downey Jr. started as Iron Man, he was in his 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is it a bad move, you think? Because <sighs> I mean, you look now, how long has Marvel been around doing MCU? What? 10? 10 years. 10 years, least, right? Yeah. When you, if you do 10 years, say this Universal takes off, and you got 10, eight 11... Years, eight years, Eight years. Eight years. Tom Cruise, though, 
in this franchise. He's going to be in his 60s. Russell Crowe, same same idea, 60. As a producer, as as the money backers here, is is it smart to think long term? Tom Cruise action star Russell Crowe, um, you know Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I think he's got the best angle. You could probably go into a sixty still playing that Doctor yeah. Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Can't do but, it very much anymore. Yeah, it's like as your Hulk. You Tom uh, Cruise once per movie. Yeah, is yeah. that is that a is that a good bet? You think financially to get him to be your main star for for years to come? Ten years, sixty five. He's like man. the good Nicolas Cage. Like he's gonna keep going, <laughs> but he's gonna keep giving us better quality than Nick Cage. And, and the nature of his performances years. can change too. So I don't think that his age could nece- would necessarily impact it in a negative way. Because you look at Brendan Fraser, role may have he was change. probably mid thirties, right? For he for was, Mummy, I so, yeah. it, it seems like a, just a smarter move. And again, I love older actors. Okay, but I'm I'm talking general consensus, Granted, mainstream. You did you did you know to know that they wanted Tom Cruise for the, for the 19, original, yeah for yeah. the 1999. Brendan Fraser oh, really? was like the fifth pick. Wow. Yeah. So. And I'm 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 okay with the modern day. You look at King Kong. That King Kong trailer looks amazing, and that set during Vietnam, not modern day, but still not you know, and it's so far back in the past. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It could work, man. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about for the Mummy trailer here? I hope. That this movie does not become Tom Cruise's World War Z. Oh, that's, that's what it a feels good. Like. That's, that's good. What this trailer feels like. That's good. Yeah, I hope not either, man. Because it, going back to what you said, um, they wanted him. Mm-hmm. I, I have to believe he had some interest in the project. Yeah, you know, to even be considered number one like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody approached him. Somebody talked to him about it. I feel like the fact that he's now doing this one shows that he had some interest in the project then. Yeah. So this is something that's maybe festered in him and grown and something that he needs to get back to. It's the one Brendan got that and he didn't. Universal, <laughs> when you've got, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know necessarily if it's that. But, but when Universal wants their universe uh-huh. and you've got Tom Cruise, a notable megastar actor, who's interested and says... Maybe we can do this. You listen. Yeah. You take you take the plunge. You take the shot. And I feel like that is what may be happening, is that Tom Cruise's passion behind it is what helped it get off the ground. Um, That's not always, you know, sometimes that can be misplaced. We look at World War Z, and that's a terrific story that they butchered. And you, you saw a performance from an actor that is notable for good performances mm-hmm. that wasn't good. I'm afraid that this is going to be bad for Tom Cruise. Yeah. So at the end of the day, for for me, if they do a mission, mission mummy is what I'm going to call it yeah. from, from now on. <laughs> mission mummy. And if they can nail, you know, the the scale and the tone and the universe building. And, and I like Tom Cruise. I hope it's just a bad, awkward trailer. Yeah. Okay. And they have something better in store. I'm on board. I'm not sold. I'm not excited. Okay, I'm not like, oh man. So I'm, this is I, like we I watched Passengers wait. Trailer Three I, yeah. instead of Passengers Trailer One. <laughs> did you watch that Passengers? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I did. I'm hoping it's one of those messages. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I'm not like I'm not marking the video landscape uh, calendar yeah. for June 9th, 2017. Oh my well, shit. Oh my god. Get, pre-order <laughs> your tickets now. One of the most important things I've learned about film over the past five years is that the trailers are no longer being made by the people who are making the movie. <laughs> so it, it's it's hard to weigh that much. I mean, you get snippets from the film that are there, but they're not necessarily put together in the right order to match the tone that they're trying to deliver. And 
I don't know. I'm not going to harp too bad on trailer one. Uh-huh. Other than, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I think about this one, and I, I, I thought it was poorly executed. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, trailer two. Seeing if they can pull this yeah, off. absolutely. I like the mummy. So, <laughs> give it to me. Okay, that's well, a perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Is the mummy your favorite character then, out of the monster universe? Uh, mummy, you guys have a favorite. Oh, Dracula is my favorite. Dracula is your yeah, favorite, and then okay. mummy's close second. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I don't know that I have a favorite, and I certainly don't have a movie to base it on. But I really like werewolves, so I. I, I mean, I can't uh, jump in the Wolfman camp. But, uh-huh. You know, you look at uh, American Werewolf in London. It's terrific. I, if they could grab something like that, like a true werewolf, just execute it properly. Uh, what was yeah the wolf? Uh, I mean, you look back at the wolf man. Anthony Hopkins is great. Yeah, but then you but had that um, movie was atrocious. Who was uh, the wolf man? Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. <clears throat> and it was not. It was not good. And no, it's, it wasn't. It, yeah, there's was a lot of bad effects in that too. Um, and you know how I am about because effects. That's the first thing that pops it. out for me. I mean, yeah, we know that if they attempt to do practical, they can they can nail it or they can miss it. Uh-huh. But practical is always the better way to go. Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna find magic there, whereas you're gonna find CGI shit. Elsewhere. Yeah, practical well, makes think you work harder. Yeah, it makes you a better yeah. filmmaker. Yeah, and yeah. I think your movie will have a longer shelf life too. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be dated, like you know. Um, and I'm not trying to shit on Mummy, but no, it's it dated. Is. It's it dated, is. you know. And if they, but would've... I mean, that was kind of the edge, cutting edge at the time. At the time, so that's yeah, why they did it. Yeah, and I wish they would have concentrated more because I think Brendan Fraser is great in that. He's fun, uh-huh. you know, and that's what that needed. So, and again, the I hope they mouth really gets me. But, oh, <laughs> that it gets so long and everything. <laughs> yeah. it, it's crazy. It was, uh, it was a decision, but whatever. Like, <laughs> and did you get to watch Invisible Man? I did not. And you haven't watched that yet either, I'm right? not either. If you guys get time... Do you think time... Johnny Depp's going to show up in this? Like, give us a Grindelwald? Oh, man. I don't that, know. Uh... You know they cast Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man, right? Yes. Yeah, so... So you think uh, we're going to get a little, uh, little Grindelwald action in this movie? Man, Johnny Depp is so... <laughs> like, I, I, I respect Johnny Depp. I mean, obviously, you look back at his, like Edward Scissorhands. My favorite Johnny Depp movie is probably... Uh, Pirates 1. Ed Wood. Oh. Like, like yeah. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean one. I'm not. Yep, yeah, dude. He brought. Even if I Sleepy okay, Hollow. I don't like Pirates of the Caribbean. Fuck yeah. yeah. I don't like Pirates of <laughs> the Caribbean two, three, four, five, six. I'm not seven, talking eight, about nine. those. I know Pirates but, one. But I those other movies though that I just mentioned that I don't like. Yeah. I always love Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. That's a that's a great character. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pantheon character for me. I think Jack Sparrow is brilliant. He'll probably never get better than that. But as a full movie, um, I'd probably go Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. But he's so. I, he's so in your face now all the time, whether it's fucking Alice in Wonderland it, or Willy Wonka. It, it looks very much like he's not trying anymore. He's so far up his own As butt. An actor. For sure. That's what it feels like. So, I want to be excited about Johnny Depp being cast as the Invisible Man. Please but at the same look time, Fresh Blood probably would have done just as well. Yeah, and if you're only going to... like, He's probably not going to have that much screen time exactly. until he, he goes into him. Invisible Man. What do you notice, though, <laughs> about this monster's universe? Uh-huh. Star power, Star power is their execution, that's and that's and that doing. doesn't always work. Either. Like you look at Marvel, I man. Chris Evans, I would never have bet on Chris Evans as Captain America, especially coming off of from uh, Fantastic Four, which I liked him as Johnny mm-hmm. in Fantastic Four, but that 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 franchise just didn't take off. You know, it it bad reviews. Do you do you automatically go for for him yeah. as Captain America when you're trying to start up? But it was a fucking brilliant move. I love Chris Evans as Captain America. Um, you look at Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. You know, before that, he was you know kind of on the independent streak, and he had a, a lot of bad press. You mm-hmm. know, but that that worked. You look at um, the guy they got for um, 
Hulk. Uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Killing it. So, he, I don't think you need these these big faces, these big names. And I hope that... I, be- I believe that 100%. You yeah, don't need that. You don't need that. And look, like, <clears throat> Invisible Man's my favorite. And if you guys get a chance, you have to watch it. Um, and I'll be the first to say I'm not a huge Universal fan. Like, we did our marathon last year. Were you a part of that one? I was not. Okay, it was Wayne Me? and... Mark. I'm sorry. And Mark, yeah. And do I tell you what? Like, Dracula wasn't my bad. You just watched Dracula recently, Dude, right? I've seen them all now. For Halloween, that's it. my wife and I did. We watched almost every single Dracula movie. What, what was nice. your opinion on the 30s Dracula? Oh, it was garbage. Yeah, and see... I like, don't know what... I don't know how this guy... He... In the front of the box says he's the master of horror. He just stares. <laughs> How's he the master of horror? Like, and I get it. It's a different time. It's a different time. Yeah, yeah. But, but just, I can't... I mean, you I mean, talk... I went. I went and watched White Zombie. Yeah. Just because you know I'm a, a, mo- a zombie movie fan, mm-hmm. and I had to go back and experience that. Granted, it's a different type of zombie. Yeah. You know, it's like mind control shit. But I watched it, and I was like, God, I fucking wanted to end. Uh-huh. But I watched it. Yeah. And you, you know that it's it. from a different time. Yeah. And yeah. It, it had its place. And you well, know, they just wouldn't even show him biting. It just fades out <laughs> when he would bite anybody. Yeah, I'm like, it, come on, man, that's what he does. Yeah. Like, it's like, and you know me, Josh. I mean, going back, I can. I we get into Kurosawa, we get into Hitchcock films. You know, you putting a black and white movie in front of me is nothing. You know, I'll, I'll eat those movies up. Um, but man, there's something I just I was excited for because I was never as much of a horror fan that I am. Probably my favorite genre. I never watched the Universal films. It just wasn't in my house, and mm-hmm. it just one of those, some of those movies that just escaped me right as a kid, and. And most of them have me as well. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch these, right? Dracula, I was like, yawn fest, okay? Um, and I'm, I'll give them credit for, you know, that that time and the, and the makeup. And it's definitely genre-defining, you know, and helped get us to where we are today. But I have to enjoy these movies, okay? I'm, his I, little his little servant was the best part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when he's sitting at the bottom of that boat, uh-huh. like, looking up, it's like, dude, he should be the Joker. Yeah, cutting-edge filmmaking yeah. at this time. So I'll give it some respect, but... As just a, as a as a video editor myself, I, I did not did not care for Dracula. Mummy was weird. a bore it's... fest for me. Wolfman was was a bore, even though I love Lon Chaney. Okay, I thought he was fantastic. Um, Boris Karloff, all everyone did a great job as their monsters, right? But as a movie, the runtime there was only one movie, and man, this movie to this day could potentially sneak up on my top ten list. That's how much I love this movie. And it's The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. I'm so glad I, wa- I did that marathon. Frankenstein. Fuck Frankenstein. Goddamn, I hate Frankenstein. But uh, all these other movies were just, I'm like, oh, okay, I had to watch them. I'm glad I watched them. I could check that off, right? But Invisible Man, Claude Rains, his um, obsession into insanity, um, his his spiral of madness. It's some of the, the best, uh, I got my best screenplay for that marathon. Everything's just cracks and it's just so insane and Pantheon villain for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantheon character. I, I love the Invisible Man. So bringing Johnny Depp in, I just I hope he has something to do. I hope he has insane things to say. It just but makes man, me, it just, just reminds uh, me of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh huh. Yeah, because he was in there, and it just reminds me of I don't know why. I just hope yeah. that like. And again, you brought up another one that there. Man, ha- I wanted that movie to be good. You know, yeah. and I like try to like. I, I think that there's still a silver lining in that movie. Like, yeah, I don't think Captain it's, Nemo. Yeah, I was going to say that I just don't think that movie's as bad as everyone likes to... Um, there's a lot of bad taste out there it's when it true. comes to um, it's League of Extraordinary. It's to its source material. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's another one of those movies that you can enjoy watching mm-hmm. if you let go. Of everything. But, yeah. yeah. But, I just hope this isn't set up for failure already, even mm-hmm. if it's good. Yeah. Right? Because of you brought up World War Z, which were zombies and not in that universal, you know... Um, uh, 
of movies, you know. But uh, you have the zombies, you have Frankenstein, you have um, a Wolfman, uh, you have Creature the League of Extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, all these movies though. I Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Victor Frankenstein, yeah. Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. See, the Frankenstein story is terrific, uh-huh. and that's something that and we're not hearing anything about that right now. The, you're, you're hearing about the Invisible Man. You're hearing about Doctor Jekyll. Um, obviously, Dracula is on the table, but mm-hmm. Frankenstein's one of the better stories that they. It, it's already there. And when we talk about this mummy needs to have some backstory, some heart, some integrity, mm-hmm. something to latch onto. Frankenstein's already got that, but we're not talking about yeah. that at all in, in any of this. But do you think uh, there's a bad taste out there of all these movies that I just mentioned mm-hmm. of like? Um, of I Frankenstein yes, or I or Van Helsing because which, I could sit here and, and and name movies that are better serving to to us as viewers that you know touch on the same source material, but they're not embracing any of that either. American Werewolf in London has the better yeah. transformation. Um, uh, Dracula movies, Nosferatu, terrific. One of the best experiences I've ever had in film watching film uh-huh. was seeing Nosferatu. Uh, at the Long Theater in Lafayette, yeah, downtown mm-hmm. Lafayette, with a live organ playing. It was fucking amazing. You know, and those are good movies that they could they could source from, but they won't because they want to stay true to the universal monster movies. Uh-huh. And I, you take that and then you bastardize it by adding action and guns and yeah. you've, you've ruined it. Well, I hope that they're not afraid to, like... Um, when we talked about scale earlier, I know you have a lot of problems with Ant-Man, right? I do. Okay. One thing I will I will say that I really did enjoy about Ant-Man and Doctor Strange is that we came off of Ultron and... Um, this giant grand scale. Yeah, just this giant grand scale. And then it seems like it was a nice palate cleanser. I hope they're not afraid to do that. I hope that they, they don't give us that $300 million mummy movie. And they're not afraid... To give us that sixty to a hundred million dollar palate cleansing Frankenstein movie set in the past mm-hmm. and just more of an independent vibe, you know. I hope that they're not afraid to do that because I think that they could really lose some really good uh, movies here to build up that 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 universe that they're trying to do. What do you guys think of uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing? <laughs> I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's really not my thing. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just throwing out I don't the think other, it was a lot of movies with that connections. Yeah. yeah. But let me go over the schedule real quick, and then if you guys want to, we can continue this talk, or we can get into movie news. Um, the Mummy will hit theaters on June tw- uh, June 9th, 2017, uh, followed by The Invisible Man, which will star Johnny Depp, and hit theaters on April 13th, 2018. I guess we have a year apart here. Um, Then an untitled Frankenstein film is expected to hit theaters on February 15th. So that's going to be... February. February 3rd. Yeah, that's where movies go to die, too. That's a weird spot for your universe building, you know? Oh, so theaters on yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to push these out and have a have a universe Something building. Cool, you don't yeah. put it in February. I hope that changes, man. Uh, but February fifteenth, maybe I won't. <laughs> I hope it changes. But February fifteenth, twenty nineteen, possibly starring Javier Bardem. As I, I guess as Frankenstein is what I would guess. Um, the studio is currently busy developing a Van Helsing remake, which will probably be 2020. And then afterwards will be Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, those are the other properties that they're currently being developed right now. So Jesus. they, yeah, they're going out though. That's, be that's more terrifying than these movies are going to be. I, I, I just don't know how I feel about this. And then what would you call the movie where they were all together in it? You know what I mean? 
Monster yeah, Squad? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> And they're building them up, you know, one by one before they get into that, you know, Wolfman and Dracula, you know? Is so, that what they're going to do is, like, start doing, like, buddy cop movies with them together? I don't know, man, because right now it's just, you know, one-offs, you know? Like, and we don't even know the time frame because Mummy's current day. We don't know where they're going to set Invisible Man. We don't mm-hmm. know where they're going to set Frankenstein. We might have a, a little bit of idea after this Mummy movie because it sounds like uh, Tom Cruise runs in. To a few of them. And there's no Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde on here, I'm was calling there? it now that Johnny Depp's in that movie. He's in The Mummy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hmm. To be able to... Or he's going to be in The Stinger after the credits or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to be curious if they movie. do Stingers, too, because... Yeah. And then there's no Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. There's no um, uh, Nick Fury movie, either. Yeah. So I wonder if... if I think it'd be sick Dr. If... Jekyll or Mr. Hyde here, Dr. Jekyll, I wonder if he's going to float through all these movies, you know, connecting every, every one of them. See, and I think that... Uh... Tom Cruise should wind up being Van Helsing or something like that. Like, he starts mm. out, yeah, and then Ooh, he, like, starts really learning good. and then eventually becomes, like, That'd be uh, interesting. I could yeah. actually see, like, a modern-day Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible they'll try and introduce Ooh, I like that. something mm-hmm. new? <clears throat> like? Uh, just that that evil force in the background, the thing that later on they'll connect. You know, we, we the MacGuffin for all the movies is that there's something bigger allowing all of these supernatural events to and be creatures to, to, to exist and to mm-hmm. take place and uh, they may try and expand upon their universal monster you know universe yeah they need to do something I mean because if they if they fell at this and I'm just wow it's going to be how long until they can do anything that's a big deal universal universals monster universe you know if they don't nail this down with Alex Kurtzman here, when are they going to have another chance? You're going to have, what, 10 years probably before you can try something like this again? I don't think they'll be afraid to keep going even if it fails the first three times. They'll make yeah. some money. They will make money. Well, not in February, man. February's Deadpool, a... though, at the same time. Yeah. Deadpool made bad pe- yeah, money. But, yeah, people want Deadpool. I don't think there's anybody. I, there's no one that I know, and I'm talking horror fans, that are asking for an Invisible Man. Yeah. And let me ask you this: like that, when you talk Invisible Man, you talk Frankenstein. Are we too much of a, in a jaded area, okay, or jaded time for these movies? I, I like this idea, but I'm talking most your your general consensus are going. You know what they're paying for right now? They're paying for Purge. They're paying for Saw. They're paying for Hostel. Can they? Are they? Are they ready? To... Are they ready for a more? Um, I guess a more lighter tone. Mm-hmm. That's a good question, man. I'll be honest with you. I think that people are going to the movies. They're paying to be geeks. They're they're paying for subtle conversations. They're paying for us sitting around this table having something to geek out on. And it very well could be that Universal understands that, and they know that if they plant a seed here or there, <clears throat> that it'll give people something to talk about about what's going on in the background. And I think that's probably going to be their approach the whole way. When you look at uh, the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe, whatever it is, it's about just being able to sit there and chat about it. Uh-huh. And I think that that's probably what they're going to have to latch on to. And at, at the same time, didn't you... Um, gosh darn it, where was it going with that? Keep talking. And, I, and I hope... Gosh, I think the it. only way this is going to succeed is if they really get back into... Uh, movie magic. You've watched um, like Star Wars here with Rogue One or with Force Awakens or you look at Fury Road okay with George Miller a lot of these people are going back to practical effects okay and there's some magic in that and you walk and you're like oh wow people are actually creating things and and, and putting it on the screen and there's a there's a uh, there's a love for that you know and I hope that we can get back to that 
if they're just going to throw us CGI Wolfmen and shit that we've already seen, they're they, going to. They got to take us back. They got to take us back to movie magic, you know. And I think if they do that, they'll have something special on their hands. But if they're just going to churn out Wolfman, Van Helsing, Mummy Two, you know, bullshit, then they're going to have the same crap on their hands and their movies are going to fade in the February where mm-hmm. movies go to die. They'll probably get three off and then they'll fade into the distance. We're, um, didn't you say that the uh, the Invisible Man, like, it's pretty violent, isn't it? Doesn't he have, like, yeah. a huge kill count? He, yeah, he kills. So then maybe that's how you get your hostile and your, like, those poop, those butts in the seeds is that you just have Johnny Depp be extremely violent and you can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious how they're going to pull this off because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people are asking for it. So, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to add to this before we get into movie news? God help us all. <laughs> God help us all. Anything you want to add? No, I, I just... Uh, <coughs> I'm waiting for trailer two, because yeah. I've got to see more to really know what we're looking at. All right, guys. Let's get in to movie news. <laughs> all right, guys. We're back with movie news. Uh, will Supreme Leader Snoke be a seven-foot-tall puppet in Star Wars Episode Eight, According to Making Star Wars, which is a rumor mill, okay, nothing official, according to Making Star Wars, Snoke will not be a character generated in a computer, like Episode Seven, right? Instead, he will be a huge puppet around seven to eight feet tall, taking several people to operate a man inside a suit to make him walk. Stylistically, it seems as if Snoke may be a CGI generated for the holographic communication sequences, but when he has scenes in episode 8, next to real flesh and blood, humans like Kylo Ren, etc., he will be a practical puppet with facial features operated by a crew. Now, let me add this real quick, that making Star Wars gets more things right than they do wrong. This bit of news excites me because one thing... giant? When have there ever been giants in Star Wars? Well, I mean, that's that's big, but it's seven foot. That's not huge. That's like, what, Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not like um, something that is, is so... Okay, um, Utapau. How big was that guy? The, okay. the main guy that... Yeah. Like, he's pretty... I would say he's about seven. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Was that Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan comes in, he goes to Utapau, and that, there's that, that tall guy. He's the train man in Matrix. I forget the actor's name right now. He's actually in Mad Max, the helicopter guy. That guy right there, I'd say he's probably like six five, seven foot, don't you think? That race of people? Yeah. Very elongated? Yeah. So for me, one of the one of the big problems I have with Force Awakens, um, and I know <laughs> Josh has quite a few. I think Force <laughs> Awakens is a fun movie, but I hated, absolutely hated the look of Snoke. Okay, and you know, again, both of you know how big I am on practical effects. They yeah, look dumb. Yeah, I hope this is so true. I Hello, hope that baby. when we when we get to Snoke, that when he's standing next to Kylo Ren, that he is that that movie magic I was just talking about when we were talking about a universal. Job the Hutt or, or in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, let's get back to that movie magic. That's what I want. I don't want CG. And the, another big problem I have with Force Awakens when it comes to that is all the cool aliens in the background are practical. The ones that are talking and actually character actual characters are CG. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Maz Kanata, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's her last Maz Kanata, right? Yep. Yeah, you look at Maz. Maz is CG. Everyone's CG, but everyone in the background is practical. Is practical. So I hope that they get back to that love of movie. Just movie magic and, and Snoke in episode eight isn't this just ugly 
CGI bullshit. I hope he's actually people working, making things move and yeah. makeup and just fun stuff. What do you think? I mean, that's cool. I still don't like, I don't know. I didn't want him to be giant. Yeah. Well, it's just, not too big, though. Yeah. It's like, it's about Utapel. So yeah. it's not it's not like, you know, fucking BFG. Okay. <laughs> you know? Still don't like it. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. Would you rather it be a practical effect than CG? Or do no, you want to see I motion think that, capture? No, I think that's badass that he's, uh, he's a practical effect. Because, I mean... I, I don't understand why they can't make Jabba look good when he's walking around with Han in Episode Four in the special <laughs> editions. Like that just that just it's weird. You have more money than God pay somebody to do it. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. It's just weird, and I, I don't understand cut that shit back out. Like, <laughs> I thought it was cool. Like <laughs> yeah. it was a nice. It, it was it was a nice Rope attempt. Still, yeah. But Han Solo stepping on Jabba's fucking tail is not going to happen. <laughs> It do is, it is not why <laughs> he could do it. Han's a badass. I just hope Snoke. Because Java doesn't like him. Yeah, he's just. I hope Snoke doesn't have a tail. Yeah. <laughs> but that... what's else, what else is confusing though is like you bring on Andy Circus. Everyone automatically assumes mocap. Mocap. Maybe his face will be mocap. Maybe. Oh, and that's. And I. I don't have any problems when you have CG yeah. and practical mixed working together. Yeah. You know that I have no problem with that. You know. Um, what do you think, Josh? Uh, I certainly think it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can't really argue with it being something you want to see. And, and reasonably, I've always assumed that Snoke looked that way just because he's in the hologram. Um, you know, it, it, the, the hologram. How tall is he in the hologram? He's giant. not seven foot. He is a giant. Well, you yeah. see the you see Emperor Palpatine several times in the original trilogy, and then when you see him in person later, there's an impact because of the transition that the character goes through. When you see him in the flesh and his skin's all fucked up and awesome looking, it, it's a far cry from what he was in his hologram presentation. So it makes sense to transition Snoke the same way, and to go practical just makes that 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 pop more relevant. Yeah. If he was CGI, it would have just been another, you know, yeah. thing you see on the screen. Um, and all of us know what that feels like. I mean. I, I don't know how you feel particularly about CGI, but I, I think all of us pretty much probably like practical effects over it. There, I prefer CGI as supplemental. Supplemental, perfect tool. Um, Yeah, if you can, you can do it right or you can do it wrong. Jurassic Park did it right. Right, right. Terminator 2 did it right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be done. Yeah, exactly. You but just it's hide abused. it. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they're using Snoke in Episode 7 as that. Um, like a Wizard of Oz effect mm-hmm. where he's this huge, powerful, menacing thing and then you see him, he's seven foot, but he's he's weak. Oh, I'm sure looking. that's how it is, yeah. You know? That, he's old and he's all hunched, hunched yeah, over or whatever. That could be really cool. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that uh, making Star Wars nailed that. I hope he's a practical effect. That would be so cool. So, um, what'd you guys think of Peter Parker's new web wings in the Spider-Man Homecoming teaser? He's got the Steve Ditko pair of webbings. Well, looks pretty cool, right? I was going to say, as long as he, like, I don't want them to be giant. And I hope that he's not, like, gliding around all the time. Um, like, I hope that's Spencer just, like... Spencer called him a kite. Yeah, I hope he's not a one... I hope that's just a one one scene thing or um, whatever. Because I don't mind the, you know, just from here to here. And they didn't glide or anything. That was just uh, just something on him. So, again, I hope it's just a one one thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Spidey's my boy. He doesn't need to be gliding around. And but. that trailer, the full trailer... Mm-hmm. It's tonight. Should be tonight on Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. Okay, so after we get done filming this, the Spider-Man we're trailer. We're two. Two. Two trailers. For Spider-Man? Yes, tonight. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Did you watch the teaser? 
I did not. Okay. Oh, it's It's great. only three seconds. It's it's nothing. It's uh, what's Happy, his, Happy Hogan, Hogan comes in. He's like, Iron hey, Man. read the card. He picks up the card, and it's like, it's like it, the new suit. He opens it up, and you hear like the Iron Man sound or whatever, and then you see him you see like, him jump off a building with some webbings. The Steve Ditko like you know old school Spider Man look to him. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing, man. I mean, did you like? Spider-Man in Civil War, Josh. Absolutely. Yeah. It was terrific. Fantastic. So I can't wait to watch that trailer tonight. Yeah. More magic. Yeah, seriously. More I'm, Marvel I'm, magic. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, according to Vin Diesel, Uh-oh. <laughs> I know somewhere in the universe you're going to see Groot and Hulk battle. You can write it down somewhere. You're going to see that poster. Groot versus Hulk. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Groot's gonna need to grow a little bit before uh, before him and Hulk throw down again. But uh, but yeah, I mean that'll be fun. They yeah. fought in unless uh, Hulk responds to like a puppy dog face. Yeah. He's really yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, it, it's happened in the in the cartoon and everything. It was cool when uh, that happened. So I don't know why I wouldn't dig it in real yeah, life. Yeah, right. So yeah, that'll be fun. And I'm all about like these guys just meeting up in general. Yeah, like I cannot wait until Guardians come to Earth and they gotta interact with like a Captain uh, Captain America or whatever he's gonna go with. Iron you know, Man, yeah. Iron Man or you know Ant Man. It's gonna mm-hmm. be so awesome just to have everybody. Like, oh, here's a here's a um, a raccoon that can talk. Here's a Groot. What a, what the hell is a Groot? You know, yeah. I can't wait for that. What do you think? Well, I think it's interesting, actually, that you bring up uh, Rocket, because he stands next to Peter Quill, and you don't bat an eye, but I think about him standing next to Captain America, and I'm like, how the fuck is that going to work? So... I'm all for it. Uh-huh. I just don't know what it looks yeah. like. Dude, I'm all about, I've said this multiple times, I think the crazier that Marvel gets, the more fun it's going to be. Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah I can't wait agree. for these interactions, man. So I love that. And also, rumor of a Groot and Rocket movie, possibly Phase 4. So maybe 2021. That's we, terrific news. Yeah. That, that would be a fun movie. Those mm-hmm. are the team-up movies I can't wait to see. It's like, like I don't need One of your guys can't talk. I mean, that's the whole... Has it hurt him so much? I'm just saying that I think that that will eventually... That's gonna they're gonna hit a roadblock. I feel like at some point, like the, the fact that all he could say is "I am Groot." Like, I'm, I'm probably in a minority here. I say let's do a Groot rocket and let's add one more to that. Let's do a Howard the Duck, <laughs> just floating around in space, getting in all kinds of shit. Well, they've already been in the same locale. Yeah, yeah. I, do I love that little Howard the Duck beat? You mm-hmm. know, I think Howard the Duck is. Could be awesome, man. You in love in this Howard universe. the Duck, though, so. not, not the movie. Like the mo- I love the universe and the idea of Howard the Duck. Yeah. And I think he's a good like bounce off. Like you can bounce off all kinds of ideas off of Howard the Duck. And I think a Howard the Duck, eighty million dollar, hundred twenty million dollar movie, mm-hmm. set in that universe, opening up more space locations, and you just using him to drive through hey, that. How about we start a Howard the Duck universe? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'd be awesome, right? Universe within a universe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, let's talk about Dennis Villeneuve. He suggests that Blade Runner, he's the director of the new Blade Runner 2049, may not tell, may not tell us if Deckard is a replicant. That shit's already <laughs> been confirmed. Has it? Yeah. How? Scott. Scott. Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Okay, it's like, you know the guy. <laughs> Yo, Scott told me, man. Well, he said, this was just a couple days ago, in an in a, uh, interview with a French website, Blade Runner 2049, uh, director Dennis Villeneuve says, it was very important to him not to break the tension of the mystery that lingers around Scott's original movie 
or solve all of its riddles. Uh, you might think that because Nexus 6 replicants only have a four-year lifespan, that the return of Ford in Blade Runner 2049 as Deckard answers the questions regarding his humanity, but Villeneuve says not necessarily. I don't know about you guys, but that's one thing I love about Blade Runner, that you can walk away and you're like scratching your chin and be like, was he a replicant? I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. And I, for the last 20, 30 years... I love that idea of just letting that rest and not having all the answers. Some of the best movies, you don't have to have all the answers. You know, I hope that they don't answer. I think it'd be stupid as fuck to finally answer Blade Runner to this Too day. <laughs> to Blade Runner to this day is one of the top science fiction movies of all time, and they didn't answer that question, right? Why would you answer it now? Because really, Scott's getting older. <laughs> yeah, he wants to put it to bed because it's been cut up how many times and. Because you're a Blade Runner fan. Yes. Do you want that answered? Uh, well, in, I mean, in canon, even, that's in a the movie? Thing. Even, if, even if he has answered it, and <clears throat> it doesn't matter because that's one of those things that matters to you. Because even if Ridley Scott says it, you can say, yeah, but I don't know. Uh -huh. And it still keeps its interest. <clears throat> and I'm not worried about it at all. And plus, we'll have nine versions of Blade Runner 2 probably, right? Well, certainly. <laughs> Pick your own adventure. Are you a Blade Runner fan? We've I've never only, really talked Blade Runner. I've only ever watched the last 20 minutes. Of oh, wow. You know, Blade Runner, there's some people that's just like, you know, they call it a yawn fest. I can kind of... It is it, it is It is dry. It is dry. But you know what? My love for Blade Runner comes from that science fiction that you that that universe that they've made where you have different societies and just it it's what i think the future will be will be mm -hmm. I, I just love the asian and just all all the environment all cultures kind of mixed together and then it looks like um very destitute you know uh it just like there's there's no money in this it's like it's everything's kind of um, gloomy and foggy and I just love it's got it got a bleak outlook doesn't it yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> looking like a Kira over here it, it does <laughs> I, I, that's yeah, what I think science that's fiction solid. that's what I think of you know um, so I'm, I'm very excited for Blade Runner 2049 I don't know if we really needed it but they do have a great director um, we just watched Arrival which we were kind of mixed on it's okay but the guy has a good eye uh -huh. well that brings up the discussion that I, I've approached several times uh, does a sequel detract from the original. Yeah. Matrix. You, you think that it does? Pirates See, of the Caribbean. <sighs> Mummy. For me, it doesn't. Like it, yeah. For me, it doesn't. I don't want it to. And I get The first Pirates will always be good. The yeah. first Matrix will oh. always be good. Even with the shit that came after, it doesn't bother me. When I go back and watch that, I, I remember exactly why I loved this yeah. movie. Yeah. And it shouldn't. And there's just something in me, though, that... I, I wish that it didn't affect me well, like that. Well, it's probably the wonder where it's like, man, wonder what comes next. Yeah, oh, but you know. I know what comes next. <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it, for me, a lot, a lot of that comes from my hopes for what was going to come next. Mm -hmm. The Matrix was a big one on that because uh -huh. I think that they had so much potential there to do something extraordinary, and then they just didn't. So there's always, when I get to the end of The Matrix, there's always that letdown. This could have gone somewhere so amazing, mm -hmm. and it didn't. But that, again, does not affect my viewing of the original. Yeah. And, and it won't be any different uh, with Blade Runner for you, me. You know, and they're making a universal monster universe. I would be all about a Matrix prequel. They've already trashed 2 and 3 for Matrix. I would love to see what that world looked like before 
the robots took over. Like mm. kind of like the Animatrix. Yeah, but do it right. But do it right yeah. and make that into like a, a trilogy or at least a prequel. I, I would like just to see one standalone movie, but they'll probably do three and fucking yeah. probably Hobbit is death. Well, Neo is a culmination of several revolutions of yeah. this mathematical equation. So there were think... other ones before. Do you want to see the story you know doesn't end well though? Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I like that little that those little beats from Animatrix well, that we got to see. The, Keanu the... hasn't aged either, so we could even see <laughs> yeah, him, right. Like you know, just they like... could still go the route. That you think I we will? Them to Let's go. call that in right Matrix. now on Adventures in Video Land. Mr. Anderson, do you think in the next ten years we no. will have a Matrix prequel? Right? It's oh, a prequel. Yeah, it's a franchise, man. It's a franchise just Somebody waiting to be primed. I've always wanted to like meet the one guy who like won't let a franchise die, where it's like the, the franchise is dead, but it's not dead to him. Like he has all the memorabilia. Like Matrix is a perfect example. <laughs> Men in Black was also a great example until like they recently came out with another one. But anyway, <laughs> I want to meet that nerd. That that, just, like, is that Twenty One Jump Street crossover thing still happening? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think so right now. Like because there was. Um, I read something last week where they're they're starting like the the, the third movie in the Twenty One Jump Street. Um, it, just loose rumors, so I don't think it has so. Has nothing but, to do with Men in Black now. Do I think I'd be all about Men in Black's dead now? You know, yeah. I wasn't so much on the second one Rip or the hard. third one. <laughs> so I I say mm-hmm. I can see Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum in a suit. Okay, yeah. in, in a suit hunting aliens. Yeah, it could work. Yeah, um, and, and it's never been done before. A crossover like that. Yeah. From a movie that has no relevance at all, be interesting. Right there, it's never been done before. That's great Uh, because they're so so rare that that happens. Yeah, you know, up to this point, I have not given a shit about it. But you (laughs) saying that now, I'm I'm interested. Now I'm like, just fucking do it. Yeah, it could be fun, man. Who knows? Catch us with our pants down. (laughs) In empty news. Tom Hardy lost a bet to Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you guys hear about this? Mm, he had to get a tattoo of something. Yeah, did you hear about, that? Did you hear about you this? Get, I did not. And it involves a tattoo. Tom Hardy recently opened up in an interview with Esquire and explained a friendly wager he had with Leonardo DiCaprio on the set of this year or last year's The Revenant. Um, apparently, DiCaprio saw the genius in Hardy's work because he asserted that his co-star would receive an Oscar nomination for his amazing performance as John Fitzgerald. Hardy, apparently not realizing how great his performance really was, took DiCaprio up on the wager, and the two agreed that the loser would receive a tattoo decided by the winner. Hardy ultimately lost, and as a result, he will eventually have to receive the phrase, Leo knows every everything somewhere on his body. As, and then he agreed as long as Leo wrote it in neat handwriting, because I guess Leo's going to write it, mm-hmm. and then he's going to take that and get that tattoo. I just think that's it's some empty news tonight, but I think that's pretty fun. Wow! Can you imagine Tom Hardy with a tattoo that says "Leo knows everything"? I hope Probably it's like. I was something. about to say, I hope it's like a tramp stamp or something. Like <laughs> oh, dude! Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. tramp stamp—that'd mm-hmm. be great, right? Right there, by that lower back on the small of the back, Leo knows everything. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so great. <laughs> Have you been watching Westworld? No, sir. No. You only watched the first one or two, right? First episode. Okay, like West Westworld. It started off good for me, and then it, I had a had a long journey with Westworld. Maybe my number five TV shows of this year, because even though I had some issues with Westworld, I couldn't stop thinking about Westworld, like you know the potential of Westworld and where it was where it could go. And I loved I loved my my adventure, if you would, with with Westworld this year. But it ended good, I thought. You know, um, I'm, I'm anxious now for um, season two, but I will not get season two. Until 2018. 
That's what? a long... Really? Yeah, 2018. Why? That's is a, the production value really that high? It must be. Why are they pumping out Game of Thrones so fast? Well, even Game of Thrones is pushed back until... It's only a couple months, though. A couple though. months. I think yeah. it was May now. It's just because of the weather or whatever. Uh-huh. They need it to look a little gloomy. We're only getting seven episodes of that. Yeah, but the they're milking budget. it. Yeah. That's why. I mean, but yeah, Westworld. That's a long time to wait for. Um, you know, even though you haven't can watched the, it, just think of your favorite show or, or something that you're interested. Hope you can hold interest. A fucking year. Yeah. And you, it's kind of kind of cool. You go to the website right now, and you can't even like web. Uh, Westworld has a really cool website where you can. Uh, it's like forty thousand dollars a day, and you can mm-hmm. make a reservation to stay at Westworld. And uh, right now, it's it's closed down. It says no more reservations. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it very. Um, uh, apocalyptic, you know, mm-hmm. from the ending of, of what Westworld season one would be. Um, but I like where it ended and I'm excited, even though there was some dumb stuff. I can't wait to talk to someone about season one because I think that it had some definitely, definitely had some issues. Um, and they didn't answer everything I wanted to, um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it takes you to where you, you're interested in season two. Yeah, you've been through all of Lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, no, and it, it, it's kind of that same you know same beat there with with lost and westworld a lot of comparisons um not so many questions why is there a polar bear yeah exactly why there's, is there a polar there's bear there's nothing like that there are some stupid things happening in, in westworld that just don't need to be happening and a little bit of will spinning um but i'm excited but man i gotta wait till 2018 to continue this adventure, a little ridiculous man. that is that's a little too much but mm-hmm. hopefully they'll come back and it'll be solid but all right guys you ready for some trailer talk sure all right, Transformers Five, go. So <laughs> you you excited? We no. I mean, it's <laughs> weird. It's like there's Transformers, but there's not really Transformers. You didn't see very many oh, of hey. them. Did I say Transformers Five? Yeah, we're there. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, and Anthony Hopkins <laughs> is with eight, us. I believe. Yeah. Uh, is there eight? There gonna be eight? eight of them. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh, but anyway, it's like a Transformers movie, but there weren't very many Transformers. Didn't you like the only Transformer fight I got was fucking um, Optimus Prime knifing Bumblebee? Yeah, exactly. like, what the fuck is that shit? Forgive me. And then like, yeah, it's just like, holy crap, he's yeah. the bad guy. You get Anthony Hopkins saying some wise shit. Yeah, you get. I thought the, he does well. Yeah, I thought that it was pretty cool. The the opening with like the knights and stuff, and then you show the Nazis and all that. I'm like, okay, this is something <laughs> different. We're getting something. That's just like. Oh, there's Optimus Prime's body floating in space. That can't be good. <laughs> if you like Transformers, it looks like Transformers. Yep. Well, yeah. If you're looking to, like, man, I want to like Transformers because I used to be a kid. And I used to I go put watch these things the first together one. And I like Transformers. I want them to be good. If you didn't like the other ones, you're probably not going to like this one because it looks like the same bunch of shit yeah. <laughs> that we've had the last four, at least. <sighs> what do you think, Josh? Um, the trailer was awfully convoluted. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of all over the place. But then again, so is a Transformers fight. When they roll, you don't know which one's fucking which. And <clears throat> that's every movie. It, it looks like more of the same. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but... Where are, you, where are you on Transformers? I could give a shit less. Yeah, me too. And that's sad, isn't it? it? It is, because even the first one kind of piqued my interest, and... I found it enjoyable to yeah. watch. The second one was atrocious. <laughs> it's like getting worse. The writer strike and all that shit they say is what caused it, but the writing was fucking terrible. But it each one is basically just an episode. Uh-huh. It, it, to me, it feels like they're just pumping out episodes of a very long season of 
don't know, something for kids. Well, you know when we talked about the with uni- Michael Bay. You know and when we talked scantily dressed woman. You know when we talked about the scale of the Universal monster movies. Every Transformers movie, the scale bigger. gets bigger yeah. and bigger. I forget if it was Transformers three or something Trans- was trying to eat the moon. Oh my god! So, yeah, it's I, really getting. There. I can't remember if it was Transformers three or four. Which what was the first one with Wahlberg? Was that four? Or was that four. three? Okay, four. It must be. It was four then. I remember going to the theaters like I'm gonna give this a shot. <laughs> it's gonna be something a little bit different. Maybe yeah. this is the reboot. Yeah. Like, this is the, the soft yeah. reboot. With we got rid of the buff. Yeah, we got we got Marky. And I remember being in the theater, and when I when I thought the movie was over, yeah, it went on for another fucking hour. It was a long movie. Yeah. yeah, and I could not wait to be out. And there, it looked good, you know, but it was that uh, extinction level event. And it was like it went on for forty five minutes. And they're blowing up Chicago or something. I think is what it was. But I was like, I was done. I didn't. All the money that was on the screen, all the action that was going on, and, and some pretty I like good. Stanley Tucci. I was just done. I could not give a shit. I just wish they would take us back to Transformers, reboot this. You know, we talked about you know world but building. It's, it's making money for them. It is so much money. It's making money for them. And I want to get back to that universe building where we can get Transformers and GI Joe and, and all Why these. Have we do not it left right. Earth yet? <clears throat> yeah, no shit. Maybe that that's gonna be for part eight, and they're gonna hook you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna get part eleven. Yeah. Oh, they just need to be done with. I say, if there's any franchise right now that is stale as shit, this has to be the top two. Do you two, really three. think if they reboot it though that you're gonna get anything different? They'd have to wait for a couple of years. They have to wait five, six years. No, I mean, can it? Can it be something different? Oh, yeah. shit to Netflix. I think so. Directing wise, I think it would look different. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'd have I to go mean, smaller. You'd have to go smaller, man. You have to get more. You know, it makes sense. More it. independent with. It would it. Have I to, like that suggestion. You give it actually. To, you give it to Netflix, and you got to make it about them rather than about the people that are running around with them. Because that's the problem: is that like you just don't like. You don't have any character development. Starscream and Megatron. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. No banter. That shit does not happen. They guarantee... They claimed. They were like, oh, they will banter. Uh There's fucking two sentences between the two. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Now one of them's dead. Like, it's just like, cool, guys. Cool. Ruin my childhood. They missed the mark, but they don't... I I mean, they They don't don't care. care. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, this this trailer bored the fuck Might as well have Snake Eyes talk. (laughs) If you're a Transformers fan, you're probably going to get what you like, but... Other than that, who gives a shit? Guards of the it's Galaxy. It's a popcorn flick. That's it. And yeah. that's all you're But a have. long fucking popcorn. You know how much popcorn you gotta eat? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer. This one hit this week. What'd you think? Uh, good trailer. Fucking awesome. Good trailer. It's one of those where I'm just kind of like, everybody's back, everybody's doing their thing, um, and uh, everything kind of feels right with me. Yeah, it was terrific. Mm. I mean... Everyone has charisma. Yeah, the the comedic timing is brilliant. New music was was good. Is was that good one of your guys' first picks? trailer? It was no none. No, I, just to catch you up on this, Josh. Like what? Six months ago? Yeah, seven months ago. Four of us sat down and we picked uh, our top twelve or thirteen songs that we want in Guardians Volume Two. Okay, so we have what about fifty songs record like already up. Posted, you know, that, that was done six months ago, and we're waiting to see if any of them make it. How many of those are going <laughs> to land on the 12 or 13? And we know three huh. of them already, apparently. Do I didn't we? realize that. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even checked. Yeah, I was going to say that they uh, 
there was two at a Comic-Con trailer, apparently, that are guaranteed than the one that was in this new trailer. Okay. And I was like, man, that's awesome. That Like, this new song. I don't even know what that song is. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, I've heard this before. This fits that. All right. Funny, my, my buddy Marshall, who was a part of that conversation, said when he heard that, mm-hmm. he said a few days ago, he was like, man, he heard that on the radio before it was in Guardians, the mm-hmm. trailer. He goes... Oh man, that would work great for a Guardians movie, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you can actually go to adventuresinvideoland.com and you can go to our. I think it's in the top ten section. Mm-hmm. Either that or top miscellaneous. Anyway, you can go there and you can look at our picks before they announce the, uh, the uh, actual track yeah, list. the actual track list. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I hope I get at least a few mm-hmm. on there, you know. So I really. Uh... I dig the ending too, with just Drax laughing uh, at the end. Oh my god, that must so be so funny. embarrassing. Do me, <laughs> do me. <laughs> like it's just them standing in a room, uh, not doing anything. That's entertaining. Like that's that's when you know you got something yeah. good, where they don't have to be doing stuff. And the trailer, I think that's only two or three scenes they showed. Yeah, where it's they're all fighting that big squid thing, and then like there's all that crap flying around in the background yeah, yeah and then rocket and Groot are doing their thing so i think they did hardly even showed us anything either unlike the mummy where we're seeing like you know 15 different things yeah. happening and none of it makes sense and yeah good times anything you want to add to that well i just uh i had a, a terrific time in the trailer <clears throat> i expected nothing less from it uh-huh. the guardians of the galaxy is in my opinion one of the best marvel movies they've released and they haven't lost that uh, fire well yeah it, the people on screen works so well together they mm-hmm. have the right humor they have everything Suicide Squad didn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is funny too I was talking about like Baby Groot yeah. I was worried I was worried yeah. and I don't know why I was worried because dude walking away from this trailer he nails it yeah it's per- it's fantastic. That scene, I can't get out of my head, where Baby Groot is chasing that, that bad one of the, the bad guys here. down. Yeah. Yeah, he's chasing him down. He's like, ah! Yeah. And this guy's shitting his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Groot's funny, but you can't tell me if that little fucker was chasing you, you would not be scared to death yeah. screaming yeah. like that. So I think, dude, I, I'm, I'm in love with this trailer. Mm-hmm. He's like, Baby Groot? He's like... What does he say? He's like, I am Groot. And then he goes to push it. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that one. This <laughs> be back to me what I said. I this am Groot. could not be good. I am Groot. <laughs> he just runs off. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. Give me so, some tape. So great. Did you guys like that? And I know this is kind of probably nitpicking, but like the uh, the design of that tentacle octopus monster. They made that up for the movie, I think. Did they? Yeah. So I don't know. I want to see it all moving and everything first, but uh, like really moving. And just to put this cool. into perspective... This trailer was what two minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Two minutes long. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You get that Guardians feel, and we have not even seen. We're, we're sold, right? Yeah. And we have not even and seen. I'm done because we, of that. And we have not even seen Kurt Russell yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Stallone's in this. Yeah. Yeah. Cameo. We have not seen cameo, the cameo. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we have not seen Stallone. We have not seen Kurt Russell or uh, uh, what's his name? It has the mohawk. Uh, he was in Walking Dead. Michael yeah, Michael Rooker. No, we I saw him walking with him. Did we? Or no, in the first trailer. The first, first trailer. Yeah, yeah. He just huge walk. Yeah. Now. We don't even have any of that. Yeah. And this movie looks amazing. Yeah. So, oh, Again, it was cool. They showed us like just two scenes. Um, and they gave us a good chunk of those two scenes. But it's going to be legit. And the first trailer used the old music. <laughs> yeah. Looked cool. Didn't do a lot for me. Yeah. Now that I'm sold, I'm out of the trailer game. Yeah. And that's just the way oh, I do Oh, you just don't want to do anymore? I don't do anymore. Yeah. Once, once I'm sold, I'm in. I'll watch the Mummy 2 trailer. Yeah. Trailer until two, you get sold. Until I get sold or until I'm like, fuck, I'll just give you my money. 
ruin my day or <laughs> make me proud. I don't know. Well, let me. But Guardians, I'm already in. Rogue One, I was sold after the first trailer. I haven't watched any since. Let mm-hmm. me ask you this: Are you sold on Baywatch? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Can't wait. You know what? Honestly, it's not as bad as I expected. Because we've been we do movie news every Thursday, and mm-hmm. we've we've been talking. You know, whenever this comes up, is it going to be pushed or when it was announced? I was like, who gives a shit? You know, it's another. I love The Rock. I think The Rock has more charisma than fucking anybody in Hollywood, but his movies aren't that good. <laughs> and I was like, it's just going to be another Rock movie where he's just there and it, looking it just, good. It just sucks. I think, I think The Rock is so awesome, but he doesn't have one, in my opinion. Pantheon movie. You know, that movie that is just so fucking awesome. Doom? Doom. <laughs> Wrapping that coil around the hand and punching the dude. And I was like, this is... In, and I'm Escape still not like, Mountain. oh, wow. I'm going to mark... You know, I don't even know what date this comes out, but I'm not going to mark the, the calendar for Baywatch. You know? But this is what I call a perfect drive-in movie. Yeah. You know? Where it's like, honey... Um, the Mummy and Baywatch is playing, right? You're like, well, you have to kind of like... You don't want to go see that... You want to be invested enough to put the money down for that second movie. I think movies Baywatch, that make fun of their original source material uh, piss me off. Really? They always have. You didn't like 21 Jump Street? Because that's what this reminded me of. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. I'm right, right there. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that one proved to be tolerable. But yeah. this one where they're watching the girl run. Why is she always running in slow-mo? Yeah. You see it too? But... <laughs> Okay, you got me on the humor, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, and they're they're not bringing me into anything. And there's uh-huh. fucking explosions all over the place. <laughs> they're just it, it's uh, the Brady Bunch movie all uh-huh. over again is what it is. You take source material that's loved and respected, and you fucking just totally take it for yeah. a ride, contort it, twist it, turn it into something that it isn't supposed to be. Nah. I tell you what, though. Not this, that I was, you know, Baywatch was a big exactly, selling point for Exactly. But I tell you what, if this is movie number two at the drive-in, right? You'd stay. I'll stay. <laughs> you know, I'm out, dude. You're out. <laughs> you're you're the going guy turning the going lights on, blinding everybody, getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running over me while I'm for trying to get my bag of chips and hot dog. Dude, I wouldn't pay for a fucking ticket to the drive-in <laughs> if that was the second one. Right? <laughs> See, and I'm like, hey, I'm, again, I'm not marking the calendar. Okay, but I'm like, this looks kind of fun. Ju- 21 Jump Street, it's a movie that I can take it or leave it. You know, if you're like, hey, let's pop in 21 Jump, Jump Street, I'm not going to, you know, be like, fuck you, I'm out. I, I don't care. I don't care. It- it's it's fun enough. It's going to give me some kicks, whatever. A real test for a tolerable movie is when you're flipping through the channels and you come across it and you're like, no, oh, fuck it. Like Big Mama's House. There's not a chance in hell <laughs> Baywatch would be that movie. 21 Jump Street uh-huh. would not be that movie for me. I'd fucking watch Transformers before I would watch Wow. Okay, I'm not that jaded Absolutely. yet. I would watch Baywatch before Transformers. <laughs> you said something when you came in the house. Transformers 2, however. I might watch Baywatch, but... Yeah. Seth, you said something when you came in the house tonight that it looked like 21 Jump Street. It felt like it. Yeah, because it, with the whole, so like... With the, they were talking about, like... Uh, the Baywatch program just isn't working anymore, and like how it, how the TV like they're in the same continuity or whatever, yeah. kind of like with the Twenty One Jump Street program, we're rebooting it or whatever. Well, they even have the black cop. Yeah, that's like the Ice Cube role who comes yeah. in and it's like you know you tell them what to do. Yeah. It looks just what like. What do you mean, you people? Yeah, I don't even know, think you it's just the same. Can. St- you can't say that. Do we even know if it's the same studio? Because I know it's not the same director. This is Seth Gordon. It's not Lord and Miller. They're doing yeah Han Solo. Han Solo spinoff. 
You know, the guys who did uh, 21 Jump Street. So, it's not... This needs to cross over with 21 Jump Street. I think this would be perfect. It certainly makes more sense than Men in Black. Yeah. That'd be kind I, of fun. Oh, my gosh. To have them, like, the in Baywatch, they figure out some undercover drug thing, and then back half the movie, they run into Channing Tatum and... Uh, Jonah Hill walking down the beach. I got it. That's a match made in heaven. Sun's out, guns out, like the four of them. Like, oh, I got it. Shit. Baywatch. All right. It will. It'll transition. Yeah. Into Underworld or Resident Evil. <laughs> Just like you know, Twenty One Jump Street. And yeah. Are you looking to make the movie better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man, I actually probably go watch The Rock and Zach Zach Efron go mm-hmm. fighting shitty zombies in the apocalypse. <laughs> that might be kind of fun. But yeah, that I'm, seems right up his alley right now. But Zach Efron's on fire with this like little comedy roles, isn't he? I think he's, he's doing fun. like yeah. I actually yeah. like Zach Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. You know, do you like Zach Efron? <laughs> I've seen Zac Efron. You're looking at me like, what the fuck the are you Baywatch saying? Trailer. So, <laughs> well, he was in uh, Neighbors, yeah. Neighbors Two. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen um, it. He's just like High that... School Musical. Yeah, yeah. I did fucking see that one. Yeah, I did see that. one. I think that he honestly could be like the next Tom Cruise if they would like let him. Yeah, if they would just like if they just <laughs> get him. Doesn't look to... like he's making any attempts to do that. Yeah, yeah. that is true. I think it's a cool thing to hate on Zac Efron yeah. because I know I did before I went to go see Neighbors and I'm not a Neighbors fan okay I was like eh, it's, it's just one of those comedies it's the it's the comedy you go see of 20 whatever right yeah. I'm like eh, it's, one of the, uh, it's whatever Sparks movies wasn't he uh, I don't know I don't think he was maybe I don't know I thought he was riding naked on a horse on Valentine's Probably. Day. Probably. <laughs> but you know, like Zach Efron, it's like I he does have some charisma. And I mm-hmm. honestly think if someone gave him a chance, he could probably do something a little bit more than this. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if it happens. But guys, you only get one. Now this is a shitty week. Yeah. It's Guardians. We do yeah. Done. Okay. Cause Spider Man was supposed I wish yeah. we could put Spider Man yeah. against Guardians Volume Two. I wish we had that 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 knowledge or that that yeah. trailer to base it off on. So this is what we usually do, Josh, is we have like a couple trailers and we say that you only get one. And the right? other ones just burn in hell. They burn in hell. Okay. <laughs> they just fade away. So you guys only get one. Go on Guardians. Of course. <laughs> I'm going Transformers. No, Go on Guardians. All right, guys. Is there anything you want to add uh, for movie news this week? Um, did you see the full shot of Rita Repulsa for the, uh, for the Power Rangers movie? No. So her staff looks like it has, uh, a green gem in it, like what the kids have. So I'm curious to see if that's where, like, our, for a sequel, are we going to get a Green Ranger? Hmm. Possibly. So I think that's kind of neat for Power Rangers lore, I guess. Um, uh. I'm hearing that the hope for this movie, respecting yeah, the source material is pretty low. Kind of out the window now. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of insane now. <clears throat> Which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It's super unfortunate. And then, uh, um, did you watch Flash this week? Dude, you you know not to ask me that. I never watch Flash. Okay, never mind. No, I watch Flash every week, but I'm every every Thursday I'm always behind gotcha. Flash. So I can never talk about Flash because okay. I'm always behind. Never mind. Some interesting <laughs> stuff happened on did Flash. It? Yeah. See, I'm behind most... on Flash, but I did watch South Park. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. yeah we'll get into that here in a second. But yeah. any, um, any movie news that you want to bring up that we did not touch tonight for the last week? Um, 
That pretty much cover everything. Me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this is the segment <laughs> where we get into the closing of the episode and we talk about what we've been watching this week. Seth, what have you been watching? Just, I've watched South Park and I watched Flash and that's about it. I, uh, You've been busy? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, this has been a busy week for me too, yeah, man. Yeah, just... Um, and this Christmas season and whatnot, it's just uh, just uh, fire on all cylinders. But uh, did South you watch Park's, South Park? Yes, it's fun as always. It's oh, great. Have you been watching South Park at all? No, sir. Did you? Were you ever a fan of South Park? <clears throat> Every time I've watched it, I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. But I've never been a dedicated viewer. No. Yeah, it's so fun. Like Seth is, has turned me on to it this year. Where I'm like, you know, it's it's um. They've really changed. Season are they on? Season twenty. They've it's changed been... the 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 format's extremely political now. Where it's like they are just making fun of current events. Yeah, and that it is it. so it is it's so insane. good though. <laughs> I haven't watched South Park for years. He's like, dude, you really got to start watching this. I was yeah. like, it's only thirty minutes. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna give it a shot. I started with the the first episode this season and. I haven't stopped watching it, dude. It's been so good. This this episode here had Mr. Slave. Yeah, he dude. I've been I've been watching YouTube clips of that same scene over and yeah. over again where Mr. Slave he's just such a little bitch fired dude. the missiles and Mr. Garrison's pretty much Donald Trump. Like he's got he's got the hair. He's got the yeah, and he's run for president in this one. And so yeah, yeah. Mr. Slave gets on the phone. Have you ever seen Mr. Slave? No. He looks like a village person. person yeah. yeah, and he's like. He's like, you know, uh, he tells him that he has a dirty asshole. Yeah. Okay. And that he's a piece of shit and that he needs to bomb Denmark. And he gets so pissed. He's like, fuck it. Let's bomb Denmark. Right. He hangs up on him. And then so Kyle calls him. Right. He's like, you can't bomb Denmark. Right. And he goes, um, you, he says he has a dirty asshole and he shits out his dick. Okay. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I say this every episode, but I'm like, I don't know how, like, I don't care. You pick your, pick your uh, entertainer, your artist. They can say something and it lights up the internet, right? The internet's on fire with the negative thing that that person said. Mm-hmm. But South Park can do it every fucking week and they're not in the headlines. They say some... He What does he tell him? He tells Mr. Slave. He goes, fuck you, gay boy. Yeah, or something like, like that. that. It's like, that's not on... That's not on anywhere. You don't see that in the news. You know, like, oh my God, Trey Parker and Matt Stone said, fuck that person, you know? Yeah. I'm like, hey, how do they get away with that shit? Week in, week out. I don't think anybody's watching it anymore. I hate to say <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe not. I think that's part of it. Like, I... I um, Fuck you, you gay asshole. Yeah. That's what he says to Mr. Slave. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow. How can you get by with that? So, last season... Hey, I go, started, piss. go ahead, okay. finish this. Last season, they started where, like, every episode led into the other one. Like, it was one continuous story. And I was like, man, this is really interesting. Like, that I had just randomly started watching it. And I'm like, they didn't used to do this. It was very episodic where it was just like, you know, they kill Kenny and that was it. But, um, and then they started mirroring, like, current events and everything. And they it would take breaks, too, during the season to wait for some weird shit to happen in the world so then they could start making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, granted, this whole season has been about, um kind of the, the presidential election, and then there's these things floating around in the background that are called member berries, which I don't know if you've heard about them, but they, they, uh, they're they all about Star Wars, or at least a lot of them are, where it's just like, you remember Chewbacca? I remember Chewbacca! Then you, you eat them, and it re- makes you remember the good times. And that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing with The Force Awakens. And, uh, like, the then it starts getting creepy because they keep talking, and it's like, do you remember feeling safe? I remember when there were less Mexicans. I remember when there were less Mexicans. And then, like, they're trying to basically start the Cold War again to, like, <laughs> bring us back to the 80s because that's 
apparently things were better back then. See, like, so. I, I've, I've never watched an episode of South Park that I didn't like. I haven't okay. seen any of that. Yeah, no, no, you're stuff. fine, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> um, I, I've, I've never <coughs> just sat down and watched any, mm-hmm. watched it religiously. Yeah. I did watch a, a, a making of thing where they, I don't, they were doing an episode on uh, how they made was an a episode. human centipede oh, and yeah. the, the iPhone or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, I got a taste of that. Mm-hmm. Like they're making it on the fly, yeah. just a few days before it's going to air. And I, it was just really impressive uh, mm-hmm. seeing the process they go through to make that stuff. Mm-hmm. Still South Park, yeah, yeah. So so, so good, good, dude. If you get a chance, so so good. But anyway, so whatever else have you been watching? Flash, Flash. That's, that's okay. basically it. Yeah, awesome. What have you been watching this week? Uh, I don't actually watch much TV. Um, I Netflix this is movies. And anything? And anything you've been watching? Well, I actually just finished Making a Murderer. I'm, okay. I'm a little behind on that one, but I... I've heard that's actually really good. Does it convince you? Did he do it? Did he not do Did it? Did he do it? I am of the mind that Brendan Dassey is... Is he innocent? Yeah. Oh, man. oh he's in there. Him. God I damn it. So. Yeah. Our corrupt judicial system. That kid's either so slow that he has no idea what he's saying uh-huh. or how to respond to people, or he is the fucking most brilliant mastermind actor I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I just don't buy that. Yeah. From what I get from the documentary is that the kid's just slow. He's simple-minded, and he was verbally abused, and they got the answers they wanted. That's what I take from it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you've been watching? Uh, no, I've been trying to get that fucking pivot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, dude, I've been watching the usual South Park, Westworld finale, Flash, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Walking Dead. Uh, Negan's an asshole. He really is. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> yeah. like, I heard he made Carl show his eye and all that yeah, crap. Yeah. yeah. Him and Jesus are going to fight, apparently. I caught that rumor. Um, I don't know because right now Negan's. I'm so glad I stopped watching this show. <laughs> yeah, Negan's yeah, but, Jeffrey but, Dean dude, Morgan with Jeffrey a giant fucking bat with a barbed wire yeah. on it. It's crazy. He's just beating people's heads in. But he's. But what's crazy is like. But he's Jeff- a likable guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan shows up and he says line after line of horrible things. Right, and every time when you're like about ready to check out and you're like, oh my god, this is just will spinning. He's. What's the worst thing he can say now? He just said the worst thing he could ever say in his fucking life, right? And then he says something that you just start laughing, and you're like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you're brilliant, you know? And it's like, he, he has this baseball bat, Lucille, right? And he left it outside. He's That's when he's talking to Carl. Yeah. And uh, this, this fat dude comes up, and he knocks on the door while he's talking to Carl, and he goes, um, excuse me, sir, sorry, but you left Lucille outside, right? And he goes, oh, fuck. He goes, <sighs> Did you treat it good? And this is one of his men, right? And they don't know how to take Negan, not even yeah. his own men, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, did you did you bring him bring her up here politely? And he goes, yeah, I did, sir. Right? And he goes, did you tickle its pussy? And he goes, he doesn't know how to answer that, right? And he goes, he, I think it's like, my name's like Fat Mike or something. He goes, Fat Mike. All right? He goes, Baseball bats don't have pussies. <laughs> right? The guy's like, wait, he just takes his bat and lays it down. But it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan saying this shit, yeah. right? I just love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So Walking Dead's been pretty entertaining just to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it. But I heard its ratings have dropped. It has. Yeah. We talked about that last week, yeah. So they probably got a couple years left in them, you know. Um, but They really just need to find that cure and just call it a day. You know what, though? I, I seen a, um, an artist rendition 
because uh, I'm still a big fan of the Walking Dead graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Love them, man. And they're at the point where, you know, everything's... They, they sped up the, the timeline just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I saw an artist rendition, just a fanboy. They did a, a rendition of what Carl would look like 30 years later if he's still alive in this apocalypse. And I hope... I wish they would just speed up the timeline a little bit where we get Carl, Rick's dead, Negan's gone... And the apocalypse is still going on, but he has the the cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Okay, the sheriff's Spin-off hat. Spinoff series three. But yeah, right. Fear of the Walking Dead, such a piece of shit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it shows Carl right with the with the hat, the sheriff's hat, right, the cowboy hat there, and then he has the eye patch, yeah, long hair, and a gray beard. Yeah, and he looks like a fucking savage man. Like no one would fuck with Carl. Yeah. You know, like I wish they would get that. I want to see that. I saw an interesting article too, where they're not sure what his future is. Cause he wants to go to college. Oh yeah. And I'm kind of like, kill him. I mean, yeah. get him out of there. Shoot him right in the to, face. Yeah. If he wants to, if he wants to go do uh, the rest of his life, he's probably got plenty of money to be able to go to. Yeah. Go and to Negan will do it too. Yeah, exactly. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I will end with, um, I watched BFG. That bad? Oh my god! So my did you guys watch BFG? No. no. Okay, so it came oh out god, to theater. Snoke's not the BFG. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Okay, I think all of us are, right? Mm-hmm. We, Spielberg, in my opinion, hasn't done a great movie in the last decade. Decade, man. I'm not a fan of Lincoln. I thought it was too star powered. You have uh, um, Daniel Day Lewis. You have Daniel Day Lewis. You have um, uh, what's his name? The young guy who was in uh, was he in Thirty? No, he wasn't. Was he in Thirty Rock? No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Who, who am I talking... Uh, um, I don't know. I he's don't in Looper. Know. Oh, he, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Just, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You have Sally Field. You have uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. You have everybody in this fucking movie. I was entertained by that. Tintin, I didn't think it was that great. Um, Bridge of Spies, I thought was adequate. But I think anybody could do this movie. Um, Spielberg's a fucking master, right? Last 10 years, he just hasn't done it for me. BFG, just by watching the trailer... I was never impressed. But I'm like, it's Spielberg. You never call a Spielberg movie just by a trailer, right? It's it's He's Spielberg for a reason, right? So I'm like, I'll just wait for, for DVD. And then Kyle Brown, he went to go see BFG in the theater. He's like, yeah, it's a really good movie. You got to go check it out, right? So I'm like, okay, well, heard someone say it was good. Um, it's Spielberg. I'm going to hold off. And then my, my daughter, she liked BFG. The book. The book. All right? So she's like, Dad, we got to watch this. So like this week, I went out and picked up BFG. We watched it. And I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm with my kids, I try not to ruin any movies. I just watch it, you know. My daughter, during this thing, my son, everybody was done with this movie, okay. They didn't like it. And I literally hated BFG. The, the cinematography of this movie looks like The Hobbit. It's like they found the brightest, they found the brightest light, studio lights they could find. And they placed it over everyone's heads. Like, everything is so bright and so computer-generated. Horrible. I hated everything. And then there's the awkward fart scene where the, the BFG goes to the, the palace, okay, mm-hmm. in England. And he, he goes in and he has, like, this potion drink that he, he brings and mm-hmm. everyone's giving him tea or something. So he's like, you got to try my drink. And he pours it for everybody. And everybody, even the dogs, yeah. are shitting their pants in the palace. And it's all, like, this green puffy smoke coming out of their ass. I'm like, this is this is Spielberg. How far have we fallen, man? I there was no I mean, magic. He was so excited about working with Disney too. 
there's no magic in this for me. Um, you know, hey, if you guys, if it, you think it's your thing, go check it out. But for me, I could not stand BFG. And I'm just like, man, I hope Spielberg has one more in him for me. I know next year he's coming out with... Um, um, Ready Matt, Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. He's coming out with that next year. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, he'll give us that last Indiana Jones movie that will hopefully be good so we can end on a good note with Indiana Jones. But, man, with what he's been doing recently... Not doing it for me. Have you liked any indie, uh, Steven Spielberg movies in the last decade? Um, I think the last one was probably Munich, and Catch Me no, If You Can I is mean, outside of 10 years. It is? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, he needs to do another Cat and Mouse movie yeah. because uh, he excels at those. Uh, but no, I'd have to agree with you. He, he's definitely been in a slump. Horse slump. War Horse. Gives the impression that he may be coming back up. Yeah, War Horse. <laughs> Was another one that I just don't give don't a, give shit, a about. shit about a kid his horse. I don't, man. <laughs> I do not give a shit about that. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But BFG was so bad. It was. It was. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Even if he never comes out of that slump, <clears throat> Spielberg gave me Jaws and he gave me Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. He gave me Saving Private Ryan. The Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. But I want one more. And you like even Schindler's, like, list. Schindler's list is phenomenal. You know? <laughs> Catch me if you can. So I even like uh, Munich, which is outside that ten years again. Just everything he's done from Tintin to, you know, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to Lincoln, um, Bridge of Spies was again adequate. But honestly, anyone could have probably stepped in and directed Bridge of Spies, yeah. you know? So it's just he needs I want one more, and I'm hoping Ready Player One. You know, I guess the Gets book is, is critically acclaimed. I'm hoping that so he... So is BFG, though. I remember, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So Got to read it in school, so... So I'm hoping that he can add something to Ready Player One that takes you back to that that Spielberg, you the know, that 80s, just, who mem- gets... Spielberg member gets babies. It. Those member, yeah. Yeah, those, <laughs> those member berries. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that he takes us somewhere there, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Um, to close off this episode, is there anything you guys want to add to this conversation before we put it in the can? I think we're good. I got nothing. Where can they find you? I am at Laird Geek on Twitter, L-A-I-R-D-G-E-K, all one word. I am Seth Fisher on Facebook. You can follow me. I'll follow you. We can talk about this stuff. I like to talk about this kind of stuff. Where can they find you? I'm on Facebook, and I frequent AV. All right, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Videolanders. Uh, we're on Tumblr, uh, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. Um, and I think, uh, this is getting real close to Christmas time, but I think after Christmas, uh, maybe the beginning of the year, January or so, um, we're going to start doing some fundraising, um, uh, because we have to pay for another year of this awesome site. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to donate, uh, get a hold of me, even if it's $5, $10, $20, we have to raise, I think for another year's of adventures in Videoland, I think, uh, SoundCloud is about 120 um, I haven't done the graph yet to see where we need to be. So um, every time we're in the studio, if anybody wants to even give five, ten, fifteen, fifty bucks, um, it'll it'll help us get to that goal a bit faster. But I think it's 120 uh, for SoundCloud roughly, and then I think um, our website uh, for Squarespace to keep that going, so we can archive all of our um, top fives, top tens, our pantheons, our marathons, our verses. That's like 215, 220, uh, but that's with unlimited pages. Uh, so we can continue growing, continue adding more content to it. So about 300 bucks, but that gives us a whole nother year. But if we all do that together, it's nothing. 
You know, yeah. man, 20 bucks here and there, that really gets knocked out pretty quick, especially when you have a large group that, you know, especially all the people who come through the garage mm. or the studio, you know, the Dragon's Lair. We have, well, at least a, a good 20 that are all pretty vocal and, and kind of come in through different episodes. So, man, what's 20 times 20? Do the math. A lot. It... <laughs> <laughs> so help us, help us, uh, do some fundraising. Let's let's crack this out for another year because I don't know about you guys, but I love this. You mm-hmm. know, this isn't just my group. This is everyone's group. You know, um, it's not my pantheon. It's everyone's pantheon. We have council members and everything. So um, I want to see this keep on going for 20 years, 10 years, five years. And we're already on, man. Episode one. I think tonight's one set. 176, 175, something like that. And uh, if you would have asked us what, man, like. Almost two years ago. When it was you know? just you and me in a garage freezing our asses off like we're doing right <laughs> like now. Like we're doing <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> but when we started a game store with a little yeah. Godzilla holding us up, you yeah. know? And now we have this shiny, awesome mic in front of us, you yeah. know? So, um, very phallic looking mic. We have a website now. Yes. Adventuresinvideoland.com. Yeah. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's do this for another five years, but we need your help. So until next time, my good people, peace out. Testing, testing. Hello. Hello. Hey. Testing. Can you actually hear me this episode? I hope so. That'd be nice. I um, like movies. I'm Brad. I'm Seth. Josh. Welcome to Adventures in Video Land 175. Tonight's episode will be titled Gods and Monsters. <laughs> and then you say your line. <laughs> oh, all right. I, <laughs> I've come to suck your blood. And then. <laughs> That's perfect. That's yeah. how we, that's how we, <laughs> this is that, way shorter. And that would be and that's how you get into the episode.